And I just thought of the hilarious irony, like just the irony of like having a one night stand and then buying the chick some In and Out burger in the morning. There's a delicious irony in that. I think that's some amazing irony. I know. Oh, oh, a little, a little bit of a ferocious irony, if you will. I'm just really hungry now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm hungry too. I, I, I could kill for some cheese sticks right now. Oh, dude. Like I said, we our friend Shammy, he just recently bought, like, motherfucker. He just bought uh, a, a pizza restaurant. I don't even know if it was failing or whatnot, but it, it, the name of it is Pizza Blast. With It just has... <laughs> Yeah, it says the chef. Already good. Already good. (laughs) It just has the chef with like a fucking dynamite that says the word blast in it. That's it. And it's a chef. Like, why a self respecting cook Mm -hmm. would be carrying around explosive material is fucking beyond me. But making a bunch of zaz. God, dude, the pizza's delicious, though. Mm -hmm. Fucking crust tastes like crackers. Like salty crackers. It's amazing. That's weird. Why are you eating my people? Oh, oh God. really? Look, you start See, playing again. <laughs> already. Oh man! Don't make me play the Jew card. See, we had to avoid this stuff last time because of the Japanese thing, and now we're just right back into it. Uh, which I know. Which stereotype will Press Pause Radio alienate next? Wow. Call in yeah, and no. find out, or vote. Uh, yeah, we're we're running out of them, though. I think. We're gonna start making up some. I I heard the the PS3 and like the, you, I'll I'll get in touch with that. But man, they everybody liked my Ken Kudaragi. <laughs> everybody did. He's like PS3 computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, five hundred dollars. You pay little. You pay my computer. <laughs> oh man. I wish I could do that voice. Oh dude, you don't I'm want it. I'm just stuck. Ken I'm just Kudaragi stuck with Arnold. Couldn't even do that voice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like George Arnold. takes it on your level. Uh, and then we, but enough of that bullshit. En- enough of the idiots that Sony has in their employ. Yes. Uh, this week on Press Pause Radio, we take the time and opportunity to discuss the mechanic of the ever-evolving narrative found in video games. We take a little time back to when narrative was just a simple rescue the damsel in distress or point A to point B to the amazing o- interwoven tapestries of fucking fictional magic that we now experience through our interactive media known as video games. I think it's about time for the theme music, don't you? Yep. Fucking wordsy. Beat it! Oh man! Someone needs to go pick up that game for the Connect. That's the next game you should get for Connect, right there. I, good, that's the only game I really see interest really in getting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still need to get a Connect. Same, same here. Yeah. Well, you're gonna need at least eight feet of movable space. Oh well, not in this apartment. <laughs> and yep, you're gonna need here. lighting. Yeah, not in this apartment. And you're gonna, if you have a tan, you're gonna have to do something about that. Oh, uh, dude, I'm white as hell. This is cool. okay. <laughs> I'm like a fucking ghost. Oh, God. Like a discontinued beeper. Um, (laughs) 
Welcome to Press Raj Radio, everyone. You are listening to episode 39. A bit of a shorter cast, but a very eventful one. Nonetheless, uh, with us on tap for this evening is uh, your fellow scumbag, Georgia Boy Zacks, and uh, a new member of the team that I'll go ahead and just fucking pop that uh, ever-so-controversial cherry right out of the way and fucking get her right on the show. She has guest-starred once, but has decided to join our lovable, dirty ranks. And uh, that would be Squidzamari Katie, the lovable, tentacled piece of shit that I love to beat. Like, I just, she's, she's my new punching bag, but she's way funner than Sean because she fights back. <laughs> oh, you yeah. flatter me. You flatter me, sir. Indeed. I, how does it feel, Katie, to be a part of us now? One of us. One of us. <laughs> now I'm kind of scared. Uh, should I be yep. right now? <laughs> you just joined, the, you just joined <laughs> the cult. You didn't realize that. There's oh, a fuck, ritual. dude. That we like to do. Mm-hmm. No, it's just funny, like the irony of a cephalopod podcasting with us. Isn't that right? I really wish I knew what a cephalopod was. It. Uh, it's a scientific term for a squid. You smart fucker. I, <laughs> squid, I, octopi, I those just, kind of guys, cuttlefish. Like, like I said, we're from Ohio. We're simple. We're just like... Oh, <laughs> yes. With your flat land and absolutely nothing. I'm sorry. Fish corn. And stuff. They have a lot of corn, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I drove through it at the time of year where there is no corn and just, like, dead stuff. It's kind of a dead state, yeah. It totally it sucks. Dude, yeah. all right, no, fuck that. First off, you don't live in Alaska. You don't... <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Alaska has more than them. They have snow. They have perpetual daylight miserable people and they have to travel by plane i i i feel Sounds bad like for sean every day and yeah. i and i love you sean but i hate your state but at least none of you are in texas at least you're not from texas what's that with texas because that's really hot <laughs> no because the people there suck everything out like I, dude i could walk in texas right now and be mistaken for a pokemon those f- <laughs> hate okay I, I got I can see where you're going. Uh, Enigmatic voice, my better half, uh, the man of the hours. I always like to treat him because I love him. I love him a little too much. Yeah, a little bit. That's all right, though. He never returns my phone calls anymore. Aw, you stop that. (laughs) It's it's kind of my thing on the side. I got to be on the down low. You know, I can't have my wife seeing these phone calls. Yeah, yeah. My corn whiskey chugging simple man, Andrew. Toast. I wish I was. I wish I was chugging some corn products right now, <laughs> or, or some Dude, some kind of. He doesn't know what al- the fuck corn nuts are. What? The, oh, corn nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn nuts are. Yeah, well, I don't know what the fuck corn nuts are. They're not really good, but I'm I, just I thinking of like those are my. Fa- it, that's my favorite. This t- is what I thought of when you said corn nut. I thought of like a peanut shell with like little corn thingies inside. Like corn husk inside of a peanut. Not a husk, but like the little kernels. Just it's like a couple kernels. Corn nuts are just. They're kind of like a corn kernel. I'm like, what the fuck is? What the fuck are you talking about, Georgie? What the hell? They're a little weird. You are crazy. They're delicious, especially with your fucking corn nuts and shit. What the hell? You just pop them in the side of your mouth, keep going. Like sometimes you get really drunk, you can keep smoking and ruin your gums. Yeah, Uh, but they're they're uh, they're just the everyman snack. You can you can eat them at any point in your life. We 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 basically chew like sunflower seeds around here. That's kind of like the. The, the corn nut of, of Ohio is a sunflower. I at least feel better about myself because I have deep dish pizza here at least. Oh, you damn it. And then whenever I go back to Philadelphia, New Jersey, I have cheesesteaks and New York pizza. That's cool. Food. We've got taco I love trucks. Deep dish. 
deep dish pizza. Tacos are good. Tacos are good. Mm-hmm. At least that's one good thing about living where I if live. If they're not made from a greasy man that barely understands the concept of Val's wearing a hairnet with a hairnet with flies buzzing around him, they're not. They're not the same. They're just. They're amazing. That greasy monstrosity authentic. that's unleashed from that fucking wholesome holistic roll of aluminum foil oh dude the way it just like plops in your mouth is something that you gotta stop i'm getting way too hungry i'm about to eat <laughs> yeah dude stop I'm that serious. shit i'm just gonna <laughs> eat like oh, wow. you know i can't i can't eat sunflower seeds anymore because i've never i, I eat the whole thing i eat the shell Don't and all lie. you are crazy that's I have nice. to, and but the doctor said you got to either stop eating them that way or you're gonna ruin your intestines by the age yeah, 30 dude. and yeah, yeah dude that. Don't fucking weird. eat them that way. Go buy the ones that are unshelled already. No, I love the shell. You're so weird. I'm to like. Well, see, I'm like, I'm like that with pistachios, though. I'm like a pistachio. How, no, I don't. How the I don't eat the shells. Eat I just like how they taste. Those are all salty. Well, yeah, you're exactly. But like circus peanuts and sunflower seeds, I eat the whole thing. That's fucking gross, dude. They're yeah, so it's, it's so good though. It's like it, it doesn't do the justice of like. I understand the shells eat. taste really good, but I wouldn't fucking eat them. Yeah, that's weird. Don't that, fucking eat them. It's just it's just like saying like, hey, I really love corn on the cob. You know what my favorite part is eating the cob. Dude, <laughs> exactly. Have you ever shish kebabed it? Have you ever shish kebab the cob? You can oh. roast that bitch and eat it. It's good. That's so weird. Dude, the only thing like I would you have know. this weird California thing of like eating everything, <laughs> like saving everything and eating it, like letting nothing go to waste. You agree? Yeah, I guess that's cool in a that's way. That's poverty. But... That's not California. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I can't help it. I have to. <laughs> All like, right. So, uh, what was it, Katie? What was it that was so important? I said fucking ew. What the fuck is your problem, son? Oh shit! I, did. I will cut you. Push you down the figurative stairs of this. I already told you. I already told you. I will take you down those steps with me. I do not fucking care. Better watch out, dude. Snap, dude. son. Snap. Boom. We can roleplay. Right, play. So. You can be Lacey Peterson. For all. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Right there. <laughs> I'll simmer down now. Jesus. We, we will get banned. We will. All right. Damn it. Anyway. Bad, bad, bad. See, Katie. Look at the trouble you already caused. Yeah, first day. Good job. Second day? Didn't I already do something horrendous the other time, too? Probably. Yeah, a little bit. I'm sure I did. Yeah, that, anyway. that was only half the episode, though. True. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we had some announcements, uh, personal announcements going on with the website and everything going on. That is Press Pause Radio that we'll go ahead and get out of the way. And then afterwards, we definitely want to touch into the fucking ever so swollen bag of fucking goodies and news and tidbits that are like circling about the gossip of t- video mm-hmm. game industry mm-hmm. uh, plenty of god damn it plenty of <laughs> that are uh, to be strewn about as we speak of them then of course we're gonna go ahead and tap into what's in your console afterwards we've got a very small select feedback uh, been kind of bad at it as of late i will promise you that that will be changing soon and like i said lots of new stuff of course as i mentioned on the twitter going on with press pause radio and then finally our feature topic as i mentioned the ever uh, evolving mechanic of narrative within video games so uh let's go ahead and just jump on into the news
like that. That's how it, that's how it went down. Man, uh, well, before we go into the news, let's go in the announcements. I don't know. So I fucked around with the soundboard a little bit. Did you guys listen to the newest episode? I did. That was pretty awesome. You're, uh, I did not get uh, to yet. The, the, the three nerds. Oh, three well, nerds. Oh, yes. No, well, no, yeah. I, uh, that's a new intro for the Games Club now. Anytime we do a Games mm-hmm. Club, we're going to do that. But no, uh, I also messed around with the soundboard with some video game sound effects now. So, for example, when... Yeah, the, when Sarah went to that joke, when, it was like... Oh, we both we we both felt it. It was it was a kindred, <laughs> was a kindred feeling that me and Andrew yeah. shared. That was so pretty awesome. <laughs> probably gonna mess with that a little bit. That was cool. That was fun. Yeah. Mostly at Katie's expense. Who knows? So 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 like kind of stuff like that now, like where I'm like where I say something and then just like a video game sound just pops up like right now, that kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be so fucking psychic. It, 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 if it's appropriate. I mean, I'm not going to do awesome. it at the point where we're like some cheesy fucking FM radio show. Yeah. Waiting for the weather. <laughs> and adjust them. <laughs> just really <bad> <laughs> Alright, no, I, I got a pretty legit soundboard, but we'll we'll fuck around with it. Um Yeah, so first off, as far as the news that we mentioned, Katie is now a full fledged member of Press Pause Radio and she's gonna be the last one rounding off the team. So there's gonna be some changes. I might not even I've been on every single episode except one of the PAX episodes, and uh we've now we might be switching it up a little bit. And uh, just expect, you know, expect some changes with press pause radio. Different things. Different things. Oh, snap. Right. Yeah, Got to keep it fresh. That's right. Fucking fresh. So moving forward, uh, <laughs> Ikaruga contest. Uh, we're yep. still doing it. We're going to continue it probably for another week. And then. Uh, Good luck with that shit. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't expect Sarah to go all out. He's I did. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of figured he was going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, he he went all out. So good luck to everyone. I'm pretty sure it's beatable. If it, is, I mean, again, if it's beatable, you guys get yourself a shiny 1600 Microsoft points card. You just need to send in the picture on the forum thread, showing that you beat it, as well as also you get the digital download to the premiere album exclusive of Sarah Flash, where the air is thin. Yep. And stuff. it's it's a yeah, it's a great album. You guys definitely don't want to be without it. Even then, if you haven't already bought it, you have the chance to win it. So, uh, we'll buy it anyway. So you have two. Yeah, copies. exactly. <laughs> burn it on a disc and then illegally distribute it. I mean, nope. <laughs> I'm fucking up left and right. <laughs> the last thing I want is Andrew yelling at me again. I know. Sarah, Sarah will send a Canadian like. Uh, well, they don't really have. He'll send the Mounties after you. Mounties, you better watch yeah. yourself. Mounties will fuck you up. Mounties Which Canadian will. stereotype have we not? Have we not touched yet in the two years know. of doing this show? Lumberjacks. We have never. Shit. He's a I, want, I wouldn't fuck with a lumberjack. I would put Dude, like, I wouldn't fuck with a lumberjack. He'd smack you with a piece of wood. It'd be like a half a tree. Just like, bam. Like, oh, shit. I would yep. just want to put flannel all over Sarah. And then I just want to cover his face in honey. And a beard. Yes. Beard of honey. We'd go bigger beard. But just like have honey just like fucking chapped all over his bottom lip <laughs> just have him be like Paul speak nothing but french sounds like a dream i had the other night we can we can move on from that uh we can we can uh speaking of which okay so we our new shirt now press Pause radio has mentioned this before we finally got the design out and everything we have it available it's uh up for pre-order and you can get your hands on this T-shirt. Currently, we have the pre-orders open for all of our listeners. Anybody else? We've already got one pre-order. We want to thank you again. And basically, as far as Press Podge Radio is concerned, we we even mentioned it before, like when it happened. 
Japan is a country that's close to my heart in several ways beyond my hobby and my passion of video games. And even then, as fellow man, if we can come together in any way to help, we do. We want to do so. And we, we wanted to think of a creative way to come together and do something. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys right now. As far as the outlet and everything we go t-shirt-wise... It doesn't cost very much to make the shirts, but we do price them in a legitimate way to support the show. This shirt's different. A big, large majority is going to the efforts that anything that we can do at all that will help Japan. And in doing so, the the shirt itself, as we mentioned, carries a bold statement. But as I mentioned in a post, this shirt carries this bold statement letting the world know that you're not some fucking oblivious twit self-absorbed within your own quote-unquote first world problems you're someone that wants to fucking spread the message and do so with a ferocity that will catch the attention of those unaware of the fucking events that transpire around them within the world so if you can do your part at all to help out it's only twenty dollars i will be shipping out the shirts myself personally through a completely dependable carrier and shipping is uh free so it's included within the cost of the shirt so you're only looking at $20. It's available on our store page, which you can find on the website at PressPauseRadio.com. I've posted the shirt randomly also amongst all of our social links. And again, uh, the shirt, however, is going to be on a white or heather gray. I'm going to be doing some differences, but uh, that's what you would expect with the shirt. And uh, you can see it for yourselves. It's not much I can really describe. And also... Uh, one of our premier sexy series is finally in production. Mm-hmm. We got that together. Virtual Girl will also be available. Uh, it is imperative, though, you know, for the sake of the cause behind, uh, you know, the Japan Tsunami Earthquake Relief Fund, get the Japan shirt first. The Virtual Girl shirt will always be there. You know, I'm taking pre-orders for that, too, if anybody wants to go double-double. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie right now. We're, we're, we're wanting to do what we can to help out. Like, I've already... You know, I've already donated what I can personally, but this is something I figured the listeners can get on. And, and like Knitted Fox via Twitter, thank you again. She immediately showed support. I believe she already pre-ordered. Thank you, all you, all the rest of you motherfuckers. Hop on board, fucking you know, yeah. be a part of that bandwagon. Absolutely, it's a bandwagon. Yep. Yeah, it's fashionable and it's helpful, and it's not safe for work. Yeah, very, very Dude, much. Dude, that's not actually safe what I was gonna do is wear it to work. You will probably get fired. Uh, no, I won't. <laughs> oh, wow. Where do you work? I'm not oh, telling no, we, you. We, yeah, we probably shouldn't say that over the air. Um, I would definitely get fired. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I'm on the precipice of getting fired every day, and somehow I managed to be there. I just earned pension. I earned pension for a job I despise. I don't Yay! Need- <laughs> 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 Dude, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fucker jam. Sorry, that's yeah. enough of that. Okay. But anyway, uh, just so we can get that out of the way. All right, now the actual news, oh, actual wow. industry yeah. impacting news. Uh, so everybody, the leaks of the Nintendo Cafe. How the fuck does everyone feel about this? First off, better name. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it is a better yeah. name than we. It is a better name than we. Yeah, but it definitely needs a better name than Project Cafe. Oh, yeah, no, it does. Scott, the Nintendo Coffee. But just think about it. You had the Nintendo Revolution, which turned into the Nintendo Wii. So if it starts off stupid, at least it might sound awesome later. Well, yeah, it could also have a... Like like, like the opposite. 
Yeah, it can have a reverse intro of uh, like bird effect. Remember how like the GameCube was the dolphin? Yeah. yeah. It's like, God damn it. And then it was a GameCube. I'm like, that's not a bad name. That's that not bad. So yeah. it's sense. We'll take it. And then we went from the revolution to like a four-year-old <laughs> penis joke. <laughs> I'm playing with my Weeboat, guys. I'm hitting A and B and uh, no, get away from me. Thank you. Yep. Uh, that that sounds like something. That sounds like something actually happened that. in real life. Exactly. No, thank you. Go away. I don't want to touch it. Thank you. Yeah, maybe the controller will even be a little less phallus shaped. Who knows? But yeah. um, I, I, I hope it's more. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I hope they take it overboard. Just like, just give me a dick to put in my hand. I'll play the shit out of that. God, I hope no one takes that clip. I bet that's going to be the next reiteration of the Game Boy. It's going to be the, the I think you may have just created the new Press Pops radio meme. I know, Maybe. fuck. God damn it, I need to shut up. Oh, God. Dude, Speak. but the Nintendo Cafe makes me want some fucking coffee. And that's yeah. bad, because I drink a lot of fucking coffee. First off, I mean, it's inevitable. It's happening. Even Shigeru Miyamoto confirmed that the, a successor is more than likely possible, especially yeah. with the fact that the, the Wii is definitely showing its age. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I think not so much its age, but more or less its lack of support. Exactly. It's dying oh so terribly. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I really – I just want something that's done that – that caters to everyone. I mean, the Wii more or less wanted to be accessible, but a- as I mentioned, granted, I'm a very big advocate for the Wii. I I, I advocate the Wii on several occasions. I've I've warranted Andrew continually like keeping <laughs> his. <laughs> yeah, I know it's still it's still a tough situation. I'm like I at this rate I could probably sell it for like I don't know a PS2 game or something like that. Oh god, <laughs> that is so sad. That is. <laughs> There, but even then, like, there's so much going on with all the concepts. I, I think I really want to t- touch off first on the controller. The controller looks fucking insane. I mean, if it's really what the concept arts that been leaking look like, I mean, honestly, it just it it really just looks like a, a classic controller with a screen on it, and then uh, Dreamcast. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I okay. Honestly, you say Dreamcast, but you know what it really reminds me of? It really reminds me of the uh, Game Boy Link, uh, the Game Boy Advance Link options for like Crystal Chronicles and Four Swords. Okay. Actually, Four Swords, because think about it. I mean, you always had to look in the screen when you were going indoor underground while there was still action going on top of the screen. I think Nintendo uh, wanted to capitalize on that mechanic because even though commercially it w- mm-hmm. it didn't really succeed, it's still a critical success. Like people, I, I dude. If we had the uh, Game Boy Advance SPs, we'd still whip out Crystal Chronicles or fucking Four Swords. So, I mean... It, it, I still have my SP. Yeah, we got ours, unfortunately, stolen one faithful oh, night and alcohol involved. But, you know... they're I mean, especially with uh, the major game retailer that we shall not speak of can, uh, discontinuing any association mm-hmm. yep. with Game Boy Advance products being taken. And I'm pretty sure the SP may hopefully go down in price but uh, uh, neither here or there we're we're looking at several rumors being released every day we're looking at a console that promises revolutionary graphics that will succeed and surpass anything that's done through high definition means of the what's capable on the xbox 360 or playstation 3 mm-hmm. we have an actual 
fucking legitimate online platform that no longer deals with like fucking cumbersome friend codes and is actually a network that will be monitored by Nintendo. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you got? I don't know. What do you, what do you have to think about this, Andrew? Because I'm curious. Yeah. You've been, you feel burned. I know you do. So like say about this now. I feel burned. Oh, not not even that. Like that, that 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 that's almost implying that I have like some kind of sense of like entitlement or something like that. I don't. You know, like I bought System just like everyone else because of the hype and you know. And there were some good games for the system, but I just feel like you know when it comes to the three, I kind of show my support towards Xbox and Sony. Um, mm-hmm. And really, when it comes to this, you know, the speculation and the rumors, that's really all I see it as is rumors and speculation. I mean, Nintendo's definitely not being really tight-lipped about it like they normally are. I mean, they're not denying or saying it is the truth. You know, usually that's their right. ML. Like, they're usually like, no, this is definitely not happening. This is definitely not the case. They're basically just not saying anything at all. And I think that's almost as scary as them denying it. But they're not saying a single thing. So I don't know what their plan is or what's going on. I mean, yeah. we, kind of, we saw it coming. I mean, we all figured they're going to announce it soon because you're right. Sales have dropped. There's no third-party development. There's really no Nintendo development. I mean, they're so focused on the 3DS right now, they're not doing anything for the console. So, you know, it was bound to happen. I, I kind of assumed they were going to announce it at E3, maybe have it as close as this holiday, but I kind of doubt that. I think because we saw the price drop. The Wii's already dropped in price now. So It's 150 to, now, right? Yeah, uh, like 160 I think, at some locations. You got a price drop. You got E3 coming. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah it's going to happen, but... When the news That's what they did with the out. GameCube, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. It, well, yeah. It up on the GameCube like long before the Wii came out, though. Oh god. Yeah, this is this is true. Yeah. The GameCube gets too like, dude, way too much fucking crap. Like, it's still mm-hmm. one of my favorite consoles. Dude, I have, I still have my one, and then my dad got me another. One. I have two fucking GameCubes, yo. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but this thing definitely doesn't look like the uh, quote-unquote two GameCubes duct taped together is like as far <laughs> as what the Wii has been fucking dubiously named. I mean, I'm already reading the statistics. A lot of uh, a lot of the most accurate information being able to find is a lot of the stuff that IGN has been able to gather. But so mm-hmm. far, in terms of the specs that we're looking at, we have the system that will feature a revamped version of the AMD R700 GPU. And it's capable, as I mentioned, of outperforming the PlayStation 3's NVIDIA 7800 GTX graphics processor. So that's pretty intense in the fact that the PlayStation 3 already has, uh, you know, horsepower that surpasses the 360 even when applied correctly by, you know, the right developer. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious to see. But even then, like, that's also what I'm afraid of. When the Wii first came out, like, it was so different that developers didn't know how to approach the, the concepts and mechanics behind it. And a lot of even some of the first party games were a little wonky and like early Wii titles sucked. Oh they yeah. They weren't very good. Yeah. So this whole mechanic with a touch screen on the controller is going to be <clears throat> pretty insane. And as far as like the leak concept art, I mean, I'm, we'll see if we can show note it. Um, yeah, I still haven't even seen it yet. It looks okay. It's about the roughly the size as far as what IGN reports, roughly the size of an original Xbox 360, including weight. So that'll be fun. Uh, it looks. <laughs> it looks like no an, ra- I'm hoping for no red rings then. Oh God! It looks like a modernized Super NES, which Ooh. I find that weird because you know maybe there's no cartridge sl- or cartridge slot, so I don't know. Uh, but so far, the as far as what I've been able to research throughout the entire like anal depths of the fucking internet, uh, the 
most, I would say the most uh, eventual, the most a likelihood of the eventual name of the console that uh, is considered Project Cafe will be known as the Stream, which makes sense. And I actually, I don't mind that name at all. That's not bad. No, but it's. I I had heard the reason why it was Stream was because it's going to a digital format. That's what I heard. That, that's all rumors, of course, but. Right, yeah. but. I mean, you can really only take so much away from this, and that's why I'm like looking at it like, okay, this sounds kind yeah. of interesting and fun, and I like the idea of it, but I feel like I need to see more definites than just yeah. rumors at the moment the, before the, I really take the leap. The only thing that I'm kind of frowning on is the $400 price tag that I'm oh. hearing, but the, and, you know, it's still rumors, but $400? Nintendo, I just paid 250 for a 3DS. You must be fucking high. <laughs> well, dude, I mean... If you think about it, though, it I don't I don't I wouldn't associate that with say Nintendo because even then, even though the fucking the PlayStation Three when it was first released, there was a lot of tech at the time that was much more expensive than it is now. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. It's the tech that you're paying for because it's, it's expensive. Right. The Nintendo's got to see like a return on the investment, but at the same time, I, you know, I think they're trying to make the entire thing as approachable as possible. And even then, like, the controllers, they have a goddamn touchscreen built in. Like, these aren't things that you can just fucking pack away. Like, I'd be afraid to even put these things away. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, usually controllers can take a beating, but you've got something with a screen that can easily be cracked. Jesus Christ. Or even then, like, I I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the controller right now. I I don't know how it's going to be ergonomic. I don't even know how the touchscreen's going to work. I might... I think it's going to try to go for something that's very iPhone-esque. As far as, you know, finger... That would be interesting. That would be the most probable. I I really have a feeling, and and this is kind of cynical of me, but I have a feeling this is Nintendo fucking with us. (laughs) Dude, you know what? That's completely possible. That's why you cannot, like, all or nothing on rumors. Nintendo will troll you. Nintendo will fucking troll you. And I don't think that, like, that's why they're not saying anything, because they want people to assume all this stuff, and then when they actually announce... It, it's gonna blow everyone's fucking mind because it, it is like totally out of left field nothing that people were expecting i don't know yeah. i just who knows man at this point who knows it's all, all speculation so we'll see i mean the countdown begins now i mean it, we're basically counting down e3 at this point just waiting to see what happens so yeah and even then e3 is just right around the corner it's literally over just over a month mm-hmm. just you it's know gonna I don't, be awesome i'm so excited yeah it's, I, gonna be, I, it's gonna be a lot of cool announcements i think Personally, as far as a digital platform, if we're going to look at an actual real internet or an actual real online platform, mm-hmm. I, I really want more support for virtual console. And in and, and doing something with more support for virtual console, there's going to be a better supported online platform. That means games that originally did only had local multiplayer can now have online multiplayer. And do, you, do you have any idea how well that would benefit Nintendo just alone if they really just applied the fucking effort into it? And mm-hmm. also, just even then, well, I, hey, you never know. I mean, fucking, you have no idea how many people would get, just as something as trivial as say, well, not trivial, but just playing two-player over the internet with Super Mario Brothers 3 and just mm-hmm. taking turns and being able to oh chat the entire time. God. I'd be in heaven. Exactly. That's something that could be done with the cafe. Or even then, even better, if that touchscreen is as powerful as it's possible, like the virtual console, what if they could even stream games to that controller that you can take with you in your house? I mean, I could play virtual console. Yeah, exactly. I can poop and play while the system's on and, you know, something else. 
Yeah, it's just like when I You know got- life is good when you can take a shit and play a video game at the same fucking time. Nothing exactly. Better. Like, yep. fuck there. But, like I said, Andrews makes a great point that there's much more to see, basically, at E3. But I, you know what? I have faith in Nintendo. I believe Nintendo has really learned from the pitfalls that have encountered the Wii. Granted, the Wii has been a huge commercial success, but I'm I'm really, really hopeful that they've acknowledged like all the downfalls that have came towards the Wii and the fact that, you know, tech really does play... Like, even though the game experience is all that really matters... I mean, there there are game, there are other consoles out there like the 360 and the PlayStation 3. They're still dev- they're still presenting amazing game experiences and doing so with beautiful vision of exactly like, much more horsepower and capability. Well, didn't they also say like that's somewhere I heard and I don't even know if it's true that the Wii is pretty much just like a modified GameCube with the same processor or some shit like that? <laughs> it's a GameCube with the processor that's slightly stronger than the original Xbox. Sounds so bad. Why? <laughs> pretty much the the best you're gonna get out of the th- uh, the Wii, uh, as far as the the best looking game, I would have to say is the uh, Galaxy games. They're they like I don't yeah, know those how. Those are gorgeous though. Those are gorgeous, and then uh, Resident Evil Four has also been pretty good looking. And like I said, there's a handful of great looking Wii games, but like I said, it's definitely it's the eight it's the oldest in terms of tech out of the consoles, even older than the 360. And, like, I find that ironic, being as out of the three consoles of this generation in terms of NPD numbers, that the old, like, the oldest in terms of tech and mechanics it happens to be the leader in terms of sales. Yeah. The 360, second oldest, second behind. And then probably one of the more technologically advanced consoles available to PlayStation 3 is still trailing. What also has to do with people and how much money they got? Like, the first one I bought, I remember, oh, my God, getting it. I can't believe it's as old as it is. Like, the year it came out, I got it, like, Black Friday. Oh, wow, that must... Yeah. Yeah, no. And then I had work that day, so I was there from, like, 3 o'clock up till 9 when the doors opened. I was, like, the last person in line, like, the cutoff. Then after I got to play with it for an hour, and then I had to go to work for 10 hours. And then I got to come home, and I was up all night just playing with it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but you you sounded so distraught. I'm just fucking playing with it and shit. (laughs) That's what she said. I don't care. Okay. There you go. Oh, it's there out you there. Go. So, it's out there. It's done, just like it's grandma. It's done. It's done. Jesus. Pack it and ship it. But, uh, yeah, it's. I can't <laughs> believe it's that old. Yeah. So yeah, it's about time for a new one. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's uh, it's what everyone's hoping it'll be. But I don't know. It's like you said, man. I've been burned before. So we'll see. I'll, I'll be skeptical at this point. Well, I I I will hope for you. There we and go. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm, hoping, I'm hoping mm-hmm. for everyone, too. Just like, oh, my go. God, I can't wait to see what else can happen. Alrighty. So moving on to the next uh, form of news that I really want to talk about, because it's something interesting that it was really, really awesome and just executed so fucking shittily. Like, I don't know. That's shittily, the way I... Guys. Shit, as fecal as one can be with mm-hmm. this sort of thing. <laughs> oh, nasty. And that would be the... <laughs> ARG, the alternate reality game, or the ARG, some people even call it the ARG. Pirate. Uh, just what it is, as far as, and I still have yet to fully comprehend it, so if Andrew can help out, that sure. also be help, uh, helpful. But Because, okay. again, I'm not familiar with Steam because my computer's made of car parts and an Etch-A-Sketch and yes. some chicken parts. Woo! 
living on the edge. Yeah, essentially every episode of Press Pause Radio is, is fucked more and more every time we record. Because <laughs> of this fucking computer. But Poor moving person. forward, moving forward uh, as far as my understanding, it was a list of 13 different indie games. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to get all 13 indie games. You could, though, in a special package. And the more and more hours that you would put into playing these games the more it would count towards uh, an initial uh, quota or metric that would then determine if Portal 2 would be released early. Now, yeah. and that was only the first part. Or actually, I should say that was the, that was the third part. It was actually a three-part uh, ARG. And because why it's called an ARG, Augmented Reality Game, is because the first two parts were basically... I think the first part was actually um, a lot of clues that were actually hidden within websites and other things that would lead you to the next part. Like, it was a huge puzzle, basically, um, much like how Portal is. It, you know, like, they would have, like, uh, images, and you would have, like, you know, secret links, a whole bunch of stuff, and I don't even remember. It was like a fake, there was a fake Twitter and then a blog site set to help uh, help you guys, al- uh, help everyone along. Yeah, and, and then, uh, and then uh, the developers that made those 13 indie games that were part of the unlocking, mm-hmm. their Twitters got hacked by GLaDOS. And was actually putting messages on their Twitter accounts, <laughs> and and a whole bunch of ridiculous stuff, you know. And, and it's such a cool concept, such a great idea. And we literally had like nerds up for days trying to uh, like unlock this thing. There was a special website that was like just a countdown, and then that led to another countdown. It's just like you know, just crazy. And there was a whole community of people working together to try to get Portal unlocked. That was the eventual goal: was trying to unlock Portal early. And how'd that go? God, terribly because they did yeah. this. They did this so close to the wire. What was the point? I just, I, I think they had more expectations of how quick it would be to unlock it, and really, it just ended up being, I think, in, in, in a shady way. And, and, and Valve can be guilty of this a lot of times, but they usually have good intentions. I really think it was just them to sell more games. No, had, you had to own those. You had to own those thirteen games. You had to own at least one. That's the thing. Like you had to own those games and have them running on your Steam account to unlock portal and so yep. they and, th- and they would conveniently put the link for the entire package right there on the front page so if you really <laughs> wanted to you could buy all 13 games and then just have them all running at the same time i completely agree with you because gabe Knoll is a fucking money hungry son of a bitch now i mean look at team but, fortress 2 for crying out goddamn hats, loud all the hats yeah yeah but but people are dumb enough to buy that stuff so hey you know i mean if they want to spend their money on that more power to them but um yeah i just I think it had good intentions, but I think it was really poorly executed. And basically it came down to when it finally did get unlocked, it didn't get unlocked early. It did, but at least for Two the West Coast players. Two yeah. fucking goddamn hours. That's what I'm saying. It, it was so close to the point, What or so close to the wire, what exactly was the fucking point? Yeah, because I but, mean, we we had minute launches all over the place here. And you know, people were like preloaded on their Steam account, ready to play. We had in our hands ready to go for the consoles at midnight, you know, on the East Coast, and um, like I said, just really good intentions, just really poorly executed, and maybe they just had too much faith in their, you know, in their following. Like they thought people would probably, you know, unlock it a lot sooner than they did, and they ended up not doing it. So yeah, I, I don't know if you could really blame the people that tried doing it, or if you blame Valve. I don't know. I don't really know. You can blame anyone. I mean, good intentions just just didn't happen the way they thought it would. Well, okay, so the augmented reality game or alternate reality game, I really don't know what the fuck that acronym is exactly for. How did you feel about the mechanic as a whole? Did you feel it was just something that was really gimmicky, or is it something you would want to see in the future? I mean, and this all kind of stemmed from, 
Um, they did this with uh, Halo. There, it was it was an ARG called I Heart Bees or I Love Bees, and that was actually one of the first. And Dude, it, it I remember that, that. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the first. Huh. And, I never so knew that had to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and and it's kind of a concept now. It's it's like a new marketing thing where you know basically people are like interacting and you know kind of working towards a common goal. It's just a nice way to get people excited about you know product or you know whatever it is. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, I, I would like to see it done more, but just maybe in the right way. This one just seemed like, like you said, it almost seemed like it was pointless once it actually finally was completed. But. Well, it was just it was done so close to the wire. Why not? I mean, how mm-hmm. soon did they really have the game set in package ready for distrib- uh, distribution? Why? Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, but, I understand that. Well, the ARG, though, like I said, it was a three-phase thing. I mean, it had been going on for a couple of weeks. It was just the unlock part started on, like, Friday. Like, Friday was, okay, you got the weekend. Let's see how quick it'll What's take for you guys to unlock who would, this. Who would work their asses off to unlock the game a couple days earlier? Mm. Like, I'm sorry. Are you joking? Yes. Like, there's a lot of people that if they're really into something, will do that. Yeah. I mean, that just seems like... Don't underestimate people. But think about it, though, Katie. I mean, between... Well, granted, we're, we're, we're talking about digital packages involving, you know, purchases and time and effort that's put forward for maybe an extra 48 hours. And these, you know, these are people that are adults with priorities and other games they could possibly be playing to like anticipate it. I mean, you're okay. You're right. I guess I shouldn't really put it past, but it's just something like if I were to see this done, maybe two weeks in advance, then yeah, I'd be one of those people, but a weekend dude, fuck all that. Like, go ahead. No, I'm just saying my weekends are sacred. I I can't granted. I would have fun (laughs) doing that. You know, but when I could see my weekend being applied to something that would seem much more productive, no offense, I I don't know. I wouldn't see it. It just the whole thing seemed really fruitless. It was very nebulous to have this all fucking take place in the time frame that it did. But if they had let it go on for even longer, I don't think it would have been as good for them because I'm sure there are people that learn, okay, well, if I bypass the system by doing this or, oh, I just need this and this and this. It's the Internet. You can basically find out anything by just going to fucking Google, you know? So if it's out for too long, people figure out exactly what's going on here, makes it easier, and then they just play the game. And they probably find some way to just bypass it altogether. I don't know. Just I see what your point is there, but I, I believe the fact that Valve keeps Steam and it's it, in such high concerns in terms of security and it's very proprietary... I'm pretty sure they've like they've taken med- like they're not dumb. They're not a dumb company. Oh, I'm not saying se- they are, but 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 me not contributing to this whole conversation because I've never played Portal. I don't have Steam. I don't do that. I'm not really a PC gamer. I am mm. a console gamer. Nothing wrong with the PC though. I mean, the most I'll play on the PC is like Bejeweled or some shit. But yeah, I mean, not my Bejeweled. thing. I'll play fucking Bejeweled for hours. <laughs> you hear that, game. Jeff Green? Yeah. Hear that, Fuck. you son of a bitch. We love you. But anyway. Uh, anyway, but I'm not familiar with it, so I'm just thinking on the level of I'm kind of a troll. So, okay, well, I don't really feel like having to do all this bullshit, and how the fuck can I just get it done? Yeah. You know? That's but how th- I would think of it. And there's if, just, I mean, there's people, though, that will seriously, like you said, there's people that will take the time to do it just because they have nothing else to do. They're just like, And eh, it's fun okay. to them. It's yeah. fun to them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't... Hey, I would fucking do that for fucking Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I guess it just depends I would. on how, how, how Dude, I downloaded 
I downloaded the fucking ROM translated to English, which means somebody from the release of Japan to the release in America translated that entire fucking game into English before it was released in America so that people could play it. Yeah. I fucking played that game before it came out. Because I fucking love Pokemon. (laughs) I love Pokemon, son. I love Pokemon. Pikachu, no, no. no, I want... Okay, Katie, here's your next Photoshop project. I want you to take a screen of, like, a normal Pokemon battle and, like, have the player side be Pikachu. And then I want... In the caption, I want it to say, Pikachu, use, take notes. (laughs) I want that. Take a note. It's fine, I'll do it. I totally want that. We'll put that up. I will, but no, it'd be awesome. Pikachu, used, take notes. It's super effective. Oh man, this, that'd be fucking rad. I, and I'm actually reading up on this ARG a little bit more. These fucking nerds, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like I am serious. Like this, this What did I fucking say? What did I fucking say? This is seriously say? like there's code, there's translation of code, there's like some I don't know, like this this seriously this wiki on the ARG is ridiculous. And actually it's oh, an alternative reality game. It's not augmented. So um, yeah, but this actually started on April 1st. That's how long it was going on. It went on for about three weeks. Okay. Then this I whole just... thing, which is ridiculous. Someone that, the fact that these guys invested all that time, this three weeks worth of like, you know, finding and searching and, you know, for trying to get hours. these puzzle pieces put together, you know, for a couple hours, that, that, that's a shame. It really is. I feel sorry I... for them now. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, I really think they, they could have handled the time frame a little bit better yeah. or even then like. I can imagine something like that being done with a 3DS. Like, the 3DS is already doing that. The fact that, like, mm-hmm. steps that you take earn you coins, and they're the augmented reality cards that come with it. Dude, I'd like I love to, that shit. If, if, fucking if, awesome. I know. If anybody can do this better, and if any, you know, not to, like, shoehorn any some sort of, like, fanboy, ass- like, bias or assessment, fucking Nintendo. Nintendo is just, they're, they're skilled to do something this goddamn wonky and out of character. And I'd be very curious. They've been doing that shit that, since the 80s. That's why they're so fucking good at it. Seriously. Exactly. So I, I would like to see the next ARG something. And like, you know what? I wouldn't fucking put it past you. And this is my nerd prediction. If an ARG wasn't possibly done for, say, Super Mario 3DS. Being as Shigeru Miyamoto promised oh. at least date. Along with the fact that everybody's just awaiting something that promises us. Something that I'll play like Super Mario Galaxy, but with the aesthetic of Super Mario 64, but with the power-ups including the Tanuki suit of Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, the Tanuki suit I, is returning. I was going to say, can I, can I say something? <laughs> yes, you can. Not to change the topic too much, but uh, they were talking about a blend. I've been seeing tweets about it. I didn't get to read too much into it, but I've been seeing tweets where they were saying the next Mario game is going to be a mix between Super Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy. And that, yes, the suit is returning. And I am so fucking excited. Oh. That wasn't even off the topic. That's exactly what we were just saying. Like, can go. I just say something that may oh, seem no, off no, the topic? No, 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 because we were, we were talking about the ARG with Portal or whatever and everything. I didn't want to shoot too oh, far. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, like... I was like, I don't just... know anything about Portal, but I like Mario. Yay, Mario! <laughs> but fuck Portal for a second. I mean, just the concept of an ARG. I mean... If anything, it kind of takes away from the stagnation and, like, the... I wouldn't say the PR 
but like it just like the corporate feel to like releases and like that that stale medial uh, media wheel if you get what i mean by that the yeah, fact yeah. that like we have the, the hands-on impressions then afterwards we, we have the little leaked information we have from from news sources and then retailer information something like it was just something to like shake things up a bit especially yeah. with a triple a release so if done correctly i can see something like this being done now too much no fuck no i wouldn't want that too much like this is already gimmicky as it is yeah. and not only that i i also felt this was gimmicky done in a bad you know 40 40 extra bucks to really get what you want like people spent 40 dollars like i can't imagine how much money steam made that weekend yeah and just to get a game oh that they already God. paid for anyways yeah it's a little little shady exactly right so mm-hmm. it just uh yeah but, you know, I'd like to see something better done with the mechanic of the ARG. And here's wishful thinking. That's my prediction. I mean, we've already got augmented reality cards. We've got a, a built-in pedometer. Did I even say that right? Pedo? I don't think so. Pedometer? Pedometer? Or pedometer. Pedometer. All right, there we go. Man, I really didn't say that right. Yeah. Pedo, <laughs> nope. Wrong, wrong way to go there. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, pedometer. Not not child predator. Pedometer. <laughs> Like, uh, George. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a child predator carrying around a 3DS. It's a new candy. Come here, kids. Oh, yeah. We need to move on quick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, with the augmented reality cards and just everything that is already so interactive outside of the scope of what you can already do just with a Nintendo 3DS, like it's, I, I think it's fucking inevitable. And why not with Super Mario 3DS? But, yeah. you know, like I said, that's my prediction. Oh, man, I'm getting us in so much trouble this episode. Okay. Yep, very. I think the last piece of news, uh, what do you, how do you, okay, so, Katie, I don't know if you have a PlayStation 3. I do not. Yes, I just remember you were going on how you were glad you didn't have one, because there's Probably. an outage going on right now, and I, I explicitly uh, voiced, you know, just stern opinion over the whole thing, and I guess it's not the work of fucking douchebag George Hotz or, um... Or the group that I never really heard too much about from before, titled Anonymous. Clever, by the way, guys. It's Real- it's 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 a <laughs> thing. It's a group of actors. <laughs> That's really clever. Really? Anonymous. Yeah. Oh, you want man. You want to hear something? Don't, don't, don't joke around too much. They'll probably hack your shit. They can't. I know. No, no, no. I know. I'm familiar with Anonymous. I'm just like, oh man, Anonymous. What are you doing? Well, you know what's yeah. funny too is uh, Geo, uh, George Hotz graduated from Robin's school. Oh God. Yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking ridiculous. She's part of it. She's part of it. <laughs> She's She's PSN. Like, yes, PSN. 360 fangirl. Uh, yeah, she is. No, she's been wanting to get a PlayStation 3, but only for fucking iPad, I believe, and some of the others. Yeah, oh, I want to get a PS3 just to have a PS3 so I can Watch be like, I have consoles, yay! There's a but lot I, going on for PS3. No, yeah, I don't have anything against the PS3. I'm not like... I mean, okay, I love the shit out of Nintendo, but I'm not saying, oh, Nintendo's the best in 360 and Sony suck, blah, blah, blah. But, dude, seriously, I'm glad I don't have a PS3 because I don't have to fucking deal with that. I'm just like, yay! Yep. Yeah, and then, uh, well, I don't know. I just, that whole thing kind of pisses me off because, you know, with you'd think with the implementation of PlayStation Plus that was done, you know, earlier or no later last year i believe is when playstation plus fully launched that there was more security involved or something going on with the playstation network to prevent this sort of thing from happening especially after the fucking death throes of the ps3 apocalypse of last march 
And here we are with this fucking okay. same shit. And then the worst thing, I think the worst thing is again, and fucking, I know this is the second episode in a row where we slam on like the fucking genius PR or otherwise genius fucking motives that Sony has or, or whatever bullshit they let spew from the fucking two lips that occupy their fucking bottom half of their face. But, oh, be, don't be so nice now. Oh, uh, yeah, really? Just. You have no idea. No, they've literally <laughs> already come out on record saying that they intentionally took down the network. They intentionally did it because they wanted to do so on the suspicion of an investigation of certain activity and for the safety of all PlayStation 3 owners. First off. Oh, uh, get the fuck out. That sounds so fucking. Oh, no, anybody. No, Dude. anybody. First off, who, who tried to before they got the error message that said the PlayStation Network is under maintenance it was an error message. And then the original notate, like, Sony didn't even have anything to say. So for then Sony to come out and say, oh, let's make it look like we did it on purpose. Dude, come on. Um, Covering your shit up. No, well, that's the thing. They had to. I mean, uh, unless someone, like, already took it down themselves, Sony had to do that. Like, I mean, because people's accounts, their credit card information, everything's compromised at that point. So that's, if someone, that's a good it, but, point. But, but it was hacked. It was hacked. They've already went on record and said it was a external intrusion. Which means it got hacked. Yeah. And so either they got hacked and went down because of someone hacking it, or someone did hack into the system totally fucking hacker style, just like Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie hacked into the mainframe. Wait, no. They they hacked the Gibson. That's what it was. <laughs> they hacked oh the Gibson. God. And and then they had, they had to shut it down, you know, that way so people, you know, I wouldn't want my shit getting stolen from that, you know, or whatever would happen, so. God, now I just. That you know, sucks, though, I just dude. picture villains on Tron cycles, like, fucking zooming around and about in the inside Fuck of my PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, my God, and I'm, I'm just picturing it to Daft Punk music, and my life is so That's kind of badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of making I kind of like this outage now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, but what would, I, I just really want to say. I don't know. I, I understand, you know, it completely makes sense, and that's probably what their intent was, Andrew, but you gotta admit, the verbiage... Oh, no, of course, yeah. The yeah, verbiage was so misleading. They're not doing themselves, they're not doing themselves like, any favors at all. <laughs> no, especially the fact that, that like, Capcom... Sucks. Capcom's got fucking DR... First off, it's a goddamn fucking console. Now, alright, here's the thing, and I don't want to publicly state it, like, if in case if it's already known, you can go find out on your own kids, but... If you haven't heard it before, the PlayStation 3 can sometimes be used to know do what we call game share. One day I may explain this, but maybe never on the air. But I can understand, you know, Capcom putting DRM on on an arcade title that fucking for crying out loud is fifteen goddamn dollars. Mm-hmm. Like you're not losing out, Capcom, on anything that could be quote unquote game shared. But <coughs> excuse me, to like have DRM on a goddamn console, yeah. really? L- uh, a little ridiculous. That's a little fucking beyond ridiculous, especially mm. for the fact that there's already firmware and there's already several points. I mean, I'm not saying, like, don't take this in a way where I'm trying to claim that consoles are beyond piracy. Fuck no, they're not. Oh, hell no. But, oh, hell no. My Wii. That's all I have to say. My Nintendo Wii. You keep it under wraps, Katie. There you, you go. shit under wraps. There, and anyway. Oh, God. this We're going to get in trouble this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I you know just DRM is there's no there's no room for it on a console for crying out fucking loud there really isn't so that's all I have to say about that but we're we're currently on day three of the outage wow day I didn't realize four. it was going yeah. on that long dude no, it start, I think it started three. Wednesday yes it started Wednesday so it's day mm-hmm. three 
And uh, we you were poor souls. I'm so sorry. We were in the middle of White Knight Chronicles. No, I feel bad for the people that like partook in Portal Combat, and they have both yeah, Mortal Kombat and Portal online. Two, and cannot be played online. And just like the <laughs> PS3 Apocalypse, <gasps> I. You know, PS3 Ocalypse affected people getting trophies, so I don't even know if this... Oh, oh God. That shit. Yeah, I've already gotten, like, five trophies just in the last couple days, and I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. So... That's that awful. I'm so Fuck. sorry. Yeah, well, it's all right. We sound like we're, like, survivors or something, <laughs> like, crazy. Thing. Like, it's okay, you know, we're, we're, we're strong. We're going we'll we're to get through this somehow. We're going to get through uh, this. That's gonna just do... a, it, it just sucks. It's like you put your effort into something, and it's like, oh, fuck you. It's Not like, fuck. Not allowed. Uh, it yeah. just sucks. It, well, I, I feel I feel for you guys. Mm. You, you, you do that, squid shit. It's a pre- I will. Feel for all of us, all of us PS3 owners. Uh, yeah, you're using yours. I'm, I'm glad you was. More. I was. Remember what we just talked about with the outage? Like, are you fucking okay? Whatever. Uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> fuck all y'all. I think it's time we go ahead and jump into what's in your console. What's in your console? What's all in right. console? Unless it's a PS3. Yeah, unless. It's- <laughs> the fuck I, speaking of which i'll go well i won't go next i won't go first katie you go i'm choosing you, you. Dude, i haven't played a console in forever i'm gonna guess I've she's played. playing pokemon i'm just gonna yeah, I'm just yeah. Playing pokemon right now <laughs> well okay so you're new to the show you're new we'll cut you a fucking break what's okay. in your console is just we talk about whatever we've been playing it can be a, a, a portable a console a pc a Texas Instrument calculator, a Tiger Electronics toy. I'm all over Texas Instruments, son. Like, you don't even know. Yeah, if you've been playing it recently, we want to know about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Black because uh, I guess I'll pimp out because I, I can. I'm trading through the uh, Grey League that we have going on over at the Pokemon Podcast. We pimped it on so. last week's episode. I didn't get to listen to the last week's episode yet. Uh, it's apparently it's really popular. Their ga- our games club episodes are pretty popular. Apparently, mm-hmm. I did. I was well, I'll, I'll have to listen to it tomorrow then. Um, but yeah, no, I'm training for the gray league that we have going on. I want to be a uh, water type gym leader. So basically, it's like you're gonna go through the elite or no, go through the eight gym leaders. There's no elite four, but then you become the champion. It's kind of like a real life Pokemon league, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, uh, from what I heard from Steve, he's even got like embroidered badges that he's like. Oh yeah. You know, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that shit actually sounds like... You know what? In a sense, we've been talking about, like, alternate reality game. That That is the perfect example of an True. alternate reality yeah. game. I can see that. Pretty excited for it. Mm. Uh, so I've been working hard on that. I'm actually doing a secondary-type team. Since my water team said I'm going to do a bug team. So I've been getting that together. You better have um, cross on it. So fucking No, 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 it doesn't, actually, because Scissor is better than Heracross. Anyway... Oh you dude my scissor's name is fucking tony stark and you've already you already fucking know that i know okay? i belittled it i know its did. name i know you did but that's because you're a fucking loser but um, anyway what else i've been playing is um fucking i've just played like a bunch of game boy games lately so i've been uh playing this game called i found it it's a game i used to play when i was a little kid called as your dreams for the game boy color Oh, it, it, it actually came out before. No, it came out. I think before Pokemon, 
No, but I know exactly like, what game you're talking about. It, I know exactly what game you're talking about because there's a PlayStation version of it. It's made by yeah. Konami. Yeah. No, I didn't play the PlayStation version of it. I've been wanting to get my hands on it because so, I still have my PS2. Uh, so I've been wanting to get my hands on it. I don't know how it is. I grew up with the Game Boy Color version, and I've just been like, oh, my God, this game is so fucking awesome. I remember everything about it. This is amazing. I don't know why I never stopped playing it. So I've been replaying that on the side. Um, nothing major. I need to finish Mass Effect 2 because I still haven't gotten around love to it. it. I know. I fucking love the shit out of the game. I haven't beat the second one yet. I got all the missions done. I have everybody. Like, if I go through the, the last part of it perfect, I will have everybody alive. So I'm, like, freaking out. We'll see. Uh, yeah. yeah. You never know. I love you how you're the Oh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you yeah. have everybody alive? That's cool. You think? I want to have everybody alive. Yeah, you think everything's going to go smoothly, and then it ends up not. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's I, will, I already saved before I even did... Um, Good idea, yeah. What's-his-name's mission... So before the spoilers, yeah, right, spoilers, uh, before the Reapers take your crew and all that shit. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not Reapers, fucking Collectors. Collectors, yeah. Yeah, I was about to uh-huh. say, um, God, I don't even, the Geth, I'm still fighting the Geth. Like, I'm so far behind everyone. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. God. You... It's so worth it, though. You I fucking love shit. Nine years later. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, fucking love the shit out of the game. I just started playing the whole thing last year. My f- Will's girlfriend Kim, who I'm like BFFs with, she's actually the one that's moving out here with the apartment and everything. She introduced me to it, and I fucking hated it at first because of the first level of Mass Effect. I kept getting killed by like the fucking zombie things. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck this! I have to disable these bombs, but they fucking keep killing me. And da da da. And then after that, and I fucking met Garrus because Garrus is a fucking pimp. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Mass Effect. Of the nation, yeah. Uh, so wait, so back to as your dreams. I'm just curious because I didn't even know it had a Game Boy Color version. You still climb a tower floor by floor and fight and collect monsters, right? Yes, but it's Game Boy Color. Hmm. It's fucking and great. I love it. I have two extra copies. If you have a PlayStation, I'll just send one to you because you've really got to play it. It's fucking awesome. All right. It's it's isometric though. Like, was it okay? So for the Game Boy Color, was it top down? It was kind of, um, yeah, it was kind of top-down. It was more like a Zelda view of it, though. It was so a Zelda like it, view. Yeah, yeah, it was, was top-down. Like yeah, top-down, okay. kind of, not exactly up top, but not exactly to the side, either. Yeah, like, the game is actually, like, isometric, so it plays, like, mm-hmm. a tactics game, kind of where everything's, like, shifted on an angle to yeah, where you can of. see eight directions. Yes. I'm, Dude, I didn't know I had a Game Boy Color. That's really fucking strange. It has a PlayStation it's version and then a Game Boy Color version. awesome. I was I thought it was weird that I had a PlayStation version when I heard about it. I was like, dude, I need to get the fucking game. Like, it's but yeah, I've well been done. replaying it. I love the shit out of that game. I was like, dude, and then now that I'm looking at it with some of the like fifth gen Pokemon that came out, I'm like, oh, they stole it. They totally stole it from this fucking game. Like <laughs> even just some of the older Pokemon, I'm like, they stole it from this fucking they, game. This needs to be the stole last generation. I and I don't care how much offense you take to that. This really needs to be the last. I'm not generation. that offended. Uh, it's really I'm debating on having that opinion myself. Trubbish. Unless, unless no, fuck Trubbish. Trubbish is fucking garbage. Haha. <laughs> Garboder. Anyway. That an yeah. ice cream cone. An ice cream cone. I know an ice cream cone. I fucking hate the ice cream cone. And I used to hate the chandelier, but then I realized that the fucking candle is too cute, and I can't hate it. The chandelier so. is awesome. The, the the fire ghost Pokemon. Those are even two awesome types, like to combine together. But I then know. there's the Gear Giru. 
Giru. It's, like, every time I hear Giru, I think of that annoying fucking character from Dragon Ball GT. Giru. Giru. Oh, oh my god. God. No, but if they do make a sixth generation, it needs to not be like this, where it's, oh, only the Pokemon from this generation, blah, 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 and then everything else is fucking impossible. They need to actually let you fucking level grind instead of just fighting a bunch of random people and hoping you don't die, because it's basically what it is. Um, you can't, like, just grind in the grass? I don't want fucking evolutions. No, and you can, but good fucking luck, you'll be there for, like, three times longer than you would in any other games. Huh. And plus, listen, and this is something we actually mentioned on uh, It's Super Effective 2 a while back, I think it was our C2E2 show, was that the reason some people are having a harder time with the starters is their base stats are the lowest out of all of the starters. Wow. Well, that's because everybody always includes one of the starters. They're, they're overly used in all the other past generations. Like, even then, my team yeah, is made up of three different starters, Empoleon, Charizard, and Trico. Boo. Fuck you. Like, oh, bitch! I'm gonna I'm gonna put you to the goddamn metal like one of these days. Like Wi-Fi connection. Come at me, bro. Oh man. Come at it, me, bro. It'll be a cool story. Let me assure you of that. All right, that's fine. But yeah, no, that's basically what I've been playing right now. Um, as soon as I'm done training that bug team and I finish up as your dreams, I'll probably. Well, I'll, everybody's talking about Portal, and I still haven't played the first one, so I'll probably go pick that up this weekend. Dude, Orange Box is less than ten dollars. I know you fucking told me. I have to go buy it. I'm sorry. God. Oh yeah, and I've been playing Centipede. <laughs> wow. I fucking love the shit out of Centipede. I'm a fucking beast at it. Oh god. Um, there what was go. I gonna say? So, okay, you got a 3ds. Have you messed with the fucking like? Oh my god, yes. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Because like Sarah didn't really go into detail about that. I'm just about the the AR cards. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the AR cards? Like he he just he mainly went into Street Pass. That's all I really talked about last episode. All right. Well, the AR is pretty cool because it's you basically have these little paper cards, right? And I'm like, okay, paper cards, what the fuck ever. I don't give a shit. Then you actually put it, and like the first time playing it, I got it. I put it on the fucking table, and I'm looking at it, and it turned my fucking coffee table into, like, this archery range. So I'm over wow. here, and I'm, like, shooting at him, but then it's like, oh, no, you have to shoot it from the front because this one was on, like, a really awkward angle. So then I moved over, taking the DS with me, and you could actually see it. And then the last target for the first level on there, you actually have to put your, your DS over the card. Like, you're directly looking over it, and it looks like there's, it's, there's like, a depth to it. So it's all the way the fuck down there, and you have to shoot it. That's so insane. It, How accurate is it when you when you mess with the art cards fucking, like that? It's accurate as shit. And um, so you're doing all these levels. And the one thing that I really, really love about it, and I'm hoping they'll make more AR cards because of it, or like it's like a trading card thing or some shit like that, because I think they would really, they would, yeah, they would really profit off of it. They give you not only the one main AR card you need in order to play the games, but they give you other ones like one's Link, one's Mario, one's Kirby, one's Pikmin, one's Metroid. Um, you look at it, and they, like you can take pictures of it, and you have these little models. So you have the main card, which is like the stupid little box shit that nobody cares about. But then say, I want to take a picture with it um, with Mario. So you take the Mario card, and you put it right next to it, and you hear, da 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 Mario comes out of the fucking card. Oh, sweet. So it knows exactly what's on the fucking card. I put Link next to it because I don't know. Well, these guys don't know. I have a Triforce tattoo, so Zelda motherfucker. Um, 
Zella, I throw a link down on the table. It's like, da 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 Link comes fucking out of it. It's fucking sweet as hell. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. So it, it is two fifty, and then I'm not saying like, oh, I'm buy it. It's two fifty, blah blah blah. If you can put aside some money for it, especially with it just coming out now, they are gonna do a bunch of awesome shit with it. I can just see they are actually going to do something with The this. one thing I'd be worried about with the the AR cards, though, is, like, how, how dependent on lighting is it? Like, uh, you know what you I mean? You need average lighting, and, I mean, my house is pretty dark, as I said before. I really don't have that many windows. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> I usually just use, like, my lamp, and it's fine. Perfectly fine. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be yet to be the judge. I'd like to get my hands on one of this. Honestly, I, my big thing right now, and like I don't know, I'll talk about it, is just getting an iPad. I, even a first-generation iPad I'll settle yeah. for. Oh, for but for like, three, I'd like yeah. an iPad. I'd like an iPad, but I'm not like, I need it, blah, blah, blah. The only thing like I said I want it for is I like, want a techno thing so I could just make beats and shit. <laughs> I'm ghetto like that, apparently. Fat beats. But, uh... But, uh, fucking chewed bubble gum just hanging off your bottom yeah, lip. I just put I just put like fifty bucks aside for a couple weeks and went out and bought one. Um, it's awesome and I really like. I thought, oh, whatever, it's tacky. I don't give a shit. You know, blah blah blah. And I was like, well, no. I still have my DS Lite, and you know, which they actually just uh, talked about. I think they're discontinuing it now. Yes. Yep. So, yep. Uh, which which kind of makes me sad. I'm like. I remember when the original Game Boy came out. I'm old as shit. Yeah, so dude. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about it. No, I was going to say, I just... Uh, it just makes me so, like, did it really... It's been that long? I was in fucking high school when this shit came out. Oh, my God. Fuck. Like, oh. I, I was... Oh, man. I, I was... I remember that launch, too. And I remembered how nobody... We had so many fucking DSs. In, in like the store that I worked and like mm-hmm. nobody would buy it and then like all we really had to sell was Pokemon Dash and then Super Mario 64 DS and Touch the Magic oh my like, god that, I'm so sorry yeah no that that, that was a magical year the sad <laughs> but, thing is Super Mario 64 DS still sells for like 30 35 dollars yeah I don't know I did not like that game I, I like, like I understand it was Mario 64 but I did not like it because they had you do all this wacky shit and they added shit to it it was like no I will go home, I will play my fucking original cartridge that I have with my original Nintendo 64, and I'll have more fun out of this than the stupid DS version. Uh, anything that, that includes the fat fuck Wario, I buy. I Nobody knows yeah. this, but I love Wario. I love Wario yeah. so much. Especially, like, he's, he's, yeah, he's not only an insane character, but, like, even, like, all of his other games. Wario Land series is one of my favorite series of all time. But the th- only that... Wario game I've ever played was the WarioWare series, and I love the shit out of that. Oh, you need to get your hands on <laughs> Wario Land Shake It. Wario Land Shake It's so good, and it's like really less good. than 20 bucks now. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, Andrew, what what the fuck have hey. you been playing, sir? Oh, Lord. I've been playing uh, Working the Game. That's all I've been playing <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty sad. But um, when I did have time to play games, I had started playing the Gears of War 3 beta. Uh, that started on Monday for people that own the Bulletstorm Epic Edition. And we're recording on Saturday, so it's been about, you know, five or six days um, of the beta. And I haven't played a lot of it, just playing a few, you know, few rounds here and there. Um, it's good. I mean, it's, it's just like it was when we played it at PAX. You know, um, right now it's just two maps. It's uh, Thrashball and Checkout, which is like a, an abandoned grocery store, that kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Thrash Ball is fun because it's a little more open. Like uh, the the checkout one's very very small. Um, it's a little constricted know. too, especially with the new architecture. Yeah, and, and and basically it's just it's nothing but people just blasting you with sawed off shotguns. Is all it yeah, is. Yeah, th- that fucking dude. The roll shoddy mechanic really needs to end. Yeah, that, that, it's being it, it, so it's, exploited. It, Even in the it's, third it's, game, it's not, it's not as bad. It's not as bad in the third. I mean, but it is still prominent. Um, well, no, the yeah. the original mechanic was roadie run shot because in the first yeah. game, if you got hit with a shotgun but you were roadie running, you would not be stopped. You would still roadie run and still mm-hmm. get up within the close range that you needed to make the fucking kill. And <laughs> now, you know, rolling around like a jackass on fire yeah. and just like getting up close <laughs> stick is all you need to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, it's sad, dude, because that's not that's not the way gears is really meant to be played. It, it's yeah. it's a cover shooter with fucking skills involved in communication but i think that's why they're doing the beta i mean ultimately just to get you know feedback on what people are doing what they're doing online and what their habits are and then just you know thinking of because that's the thing like we've had a few times where we get a different map like we weren't because the decade servers were down a couple of nights ago and we got on a map that's not supposed to be released yet it was trenches and i don't think that's supposed to be released until monday until the beta goes up for pre-orders and um, we played that, and it's it's the the architecture of that map is really bad, because you can basically get to a higher point on the level, and once you get there, it's game over. Like you have the high point, you have the vantage point, you have the weapons like sniper, you have like some of the other weapons there that you're just not gonna get touched. And it, it's kind of unfortunate that it's really kind of cheap like that. But ultimately, that's why they're doing the beta, just so that way they can find this stuff out beforehand. That way, it's fixed before the actual game comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty fun. I, I'm not a huge Gears player. I just I've been trying to jump on every once in a while with my friends and you know play that. Um, but other than that, the best game of the year so far came out this week uh, on the same day as SoCom and Portal, Mortal Kombat. Came out, which, <laughs> man, it, it, it's actually affectionately known for a lot of people as Mortal Kombat Nine. If you're keeping track, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm calling it Mortal Kombat Nine. Yeah, I just call it Mortal Kombat because it is a rebirth. It's a restart. It's it's so I take it it's good then. It's very good, and I'm a awesome. huge Mortal Kombat fan. But I kind of fell out of love with it when they started going to like the 3D, you know, uh, PS2 era Mortal Kombat games. Like I'm a fan of the original trilogy. Well, um, I love four. A lot of people I, fucking I, hate that. Yeah, game. I didn't like four at all, dude. I'm sorry. It's, four. It's it was great. just a super. It was pretty much Mortal Kombat three mm-hmm. with a sidestep. That's all it was. Mortal Kombat 3 with a sidestep and weapons. And, and like, I, I, I dug graphics. the weapons. Well, all right, the graphics weren't the best, mind you, but still, mm-hmm. it was fucking rad. And they brought back Goro. And even then, like, I, I like that, okay, you, you, you want to call yourself a fucking cheesy MK fan. And, like, this is the one I catch the most shit for. I hate Special Forces. I hate oh. Special Forces. <laughs> but that fucking game. Yes, and I have it, and I still have it, and it's fucking awful, especially you like, like the you like, you like mythologies, don't I you? love mythologies. Jesus I Christ, man. I fucking love mythologies, and everybody's just like, there's a button to turn around. There's a button for you to get the fuck out of my face and get off. <laughs> like, I mean, when it oh comes to games God. that aren't actual traditional fighting games, like Shaolin Monks was pretty awesome. I, I did enjoy but. Shaolin Monks. I especially like loved all the scenery from Mortal Kombat 2, mm-hmm. but I didn't get a chance to play it that much, but yeah. I, I won't lie, dude. I like mythologies more than Shaolin Monks. I love Sub-Zero. Really? Like, yeah. I play Shaolin... Dude, I play mythologies at least once a year. 
<laughs> wow. I, I swear to God, I go back to it and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get through this entire game because I love just running around and like, kill, like, dude, just the, the satisfaction of jump kicking and roundhouse kicking somebody into a pitfall, then tossing another fucking freeze blast, an additional one after that, uppercutting them into shards and then afterwards fucking jump freezing someone else, fucking then high kicking them into a wind, which will then take them into an obstacle and smash their fucking bloody bits in the screen. Shit don't get old and I'm 25. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> pretty epic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a, it too. plays terribly though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really well, well, that's I, the good thing about this Mortal Kombat. It does not play terrible. I mean, that's the the opposite of this game. It, it has amazing controls, and actually, most of the time when you play a fighting game and someone says the story mode is good, it's kind of laughable just to kind of hear that because you know most games have terrible story modes. It's essentially just arcade ladder. With like a really bad cutscene at the very end, not even a cutscene, like a really bad like animated show. Yeah, like, 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 a, like a drawing of like him walking into the sunset, and that's it. Which definitely plays a lot in part with our <laughs> plays a lot in part with our topic. Yeah, but um, this amazing story mode, and I'm not even through it yet, and it's actually a pretty lengthy story mode. But you actually play as most of the characters in the story. Like you don't pick a character and then play through it. You'll oh, start really? as Johnny Cage. And then you'll do a couple of matches with him, and it progresses so, the story. But there's still like a traditional yeah, arcade cool. mode, though, right? There is. Oh, that's that's the best part about it. There's a story mode which is fully independent. There's your arcade ladder, you know, thing where you go up the ladder, you fight, you know, Shang Tsung, and you know all the other guys like that. And then there's also um, King of the Hill mode for online play. There's regular online play. There is the tower challenges. There's the the, the training tutorial things like that. I mean. It's limitless. I mean, there's so many things you can do, and there's so many options. And it's cool because when you go online, which I can't right now because I have it on PS3, um, but if you get online, they have lobbies that you can create where people can go in, you know, and you can fight each other and do stuff like that. It's almost like the quarter play on Street Fighter in a way. But that's kind of what the King of the Hill mode is. King of the Hill is eight people in a room, and then two people fight. You'll watch and spectate, and then the next two jump in, or you you take winner or whatever. Oh, Um, Nice. It's cool. cool. And, yeah, really good roster. Um, you know, there's characters unlocked. There's DLC coming up real soon. Yeah, Blind Kenshi, I heard, was one yep. of the DLC characters. Who else Scar- was the other one? Uh, Scarlet. Scarlet is a kind of like what they did with, like, um, uh, Gokin in Street Fighter. It was a, a fake character. It was essentially a Melina and Katana, like, like the colors got mixed up, and it turned into, like, An a Ermac. red color. Yeah, kind of like where, yeah, and then they, they eventually <laughs> just made it into a character, and that's Scarlet. Um, but it's cool because there's so many nods to the, the franchise. If you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, you'll pick up on them right away. Just little things like, you know, the, I don't want to spoil any of it, but there's like, you know, I don't know. I, I can't even say any of them without spoiling it, but there's so many awesome, like, you know, touches and nods to the, you know, previous games. Like there's something in there for everyone. And it's like I heard it John is... Tobias even got involved somewhat with this game. And like, you know what I mean? Mortal Kombat's been solely Ed Boon for the last yeah. four years. More, yeah, more so... than that, like four, uh, about six, I believe, actually. Until Midway went under. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's amazing. And it, it, it had me fall in love with Mortal Kombat all over again. And like I said, I, I sprung and I got like, you know, the Super Tournament Edition and got the stick and everything. And that arcade stick, I'm a pretty big fan of arcade sticks. I think everyone knows that about me. Uh, this is probably the best arcade stick I've I've ever purchased. Really? It's super high mm. quality. It's made out of wood. It's essentially like they took an arcade, like just like the actual controller on an arcade, ripped it out, and then put a cord on it. Like it's, That's it's awesome. Very, it's very authentic to a real arcade machine feel and look. 
and yeah, it, it's very nice, and it's a it's a good size too. It's, it's a really big arcade stick, the biggest one I've I've actually had so far. So, and someone's gonna probably take that clip again. Damn it, I keep on doing that to myself. Oh God, <laughs> I, I just want to piece them together. I want to make it easier for the, the biggest inter- I've ever had. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone will point it out, I'm sure, eventually. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's really about it. It's been a lot of Mortal Kombat love. I just wish I could go online and play, but uh, that's not happening. I'm going right? to get in on Mortal Kombat. I do, because I do. Sure. Me, I, and you know what? Oh, do you know what fucking pisses me off even more? Me and you didn't even get to fucking play it at PAX together. I mean, we both played I it, know. but not together. Yeah, I mean, I think you came in oh. and you watched and like uh, I was watching you guys play it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, dude, because I, I I've been fucking around with a demo and just the X-ray attacks. I think the X-ray attacks are like one of the coolest fucking touches. It is pretty awesome. Yeah, and and they're all and it's one of those things like it, it'll make you cringe. Like some of the fatalities and some of the X-ray moves are yeah they're pretty gory. So. But they're not silly. Okay, like that's the one thing. That I really enjoyed. They're they're Mortal Kombat two over the top, in my opinion. Because like once this franchise got in a third iteration, and and you know what the funny thing is, I love Mortal Kombat three. In fact, I love Mortal Kombat three so much. I have it on every favorite. console. I, um, I just recently got it for ninety nine cents on my iPhone. Nice. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is my favorite Mortal Kombat out of the out of all of them, except for this one. Wait, which one? Three. Oh, oh. well, actually, all actually Ultimate MK three. Ultimate MP3, I do enjoy. I, I personally, as far as the iterations, I love Trilogy the most, but on the PlayStation only. All the other trilogies are terrible, like yeah. as far as the Saturn and the 64, but neither here or there. There was so many ridiculous, outlandish fatalities, like Liu Kang transforming into an MK2 arcade cabinet and falling mm-hmm. down, like shit like that. What the fuck? Yeah, like yeah. Really? It, it started to get a little too tongue-in-cheek. And I like how the balance with this one's still out, like outlandish, but it's still pretty cool. Like I, I was watching the trailer; they brought back the bridge from Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three, for example. But like the stage fatality for that is this: like someone like getting fucking annihilated by a car that comes out of nowhere because there's I don't think there are any cars going on that bridge anyway. <laughs> but like even then, I like the attention to detail because like you can tell that by the time Mortal Kombat and during that time. Midway got so, I would say, lazy or self-absorbed within the success of the notoriety of the franchise and in the name of Mortal Kombat that they got lazy with the shit. Like they, they just they add, they added ality at the end of anything. Like yep, brutalities, babalities just got ridiculous. And the fact that Friendships. when you committed a fatality and then the body exploded into four different skulls, nine legs, two rib cages, and like something like so ridiculous and outlandish, it, it just got to the point where the game wasn't really taken seriously even anymore. Even though like it never really meant was meant to take too seriously, but just to the point where you'd appreciate some. There there was a sense of gruesomeness when you played the first mm-hmm. two, and then yeah. like the game kind of became a fucking joke, to, like the next couple years going forward. And then I think this one brought it like a, a nice balance where it's not supposed to be taken completely seriously, but can still be fucking pretty goddamn gruesome like kung lao has one fatality where like he brutalizes the opponent and then like he slowly has like his hat spinning on the ground going towards their crotch and then slicing them in half like slowly though like not fast like viscerally like i i I hear gruesome screams that i don't (laughs) even think would be available in an m-rated game like it's pretty goddamn insane yeah. So I, I really do. I would like to join in on that fucking fun with you. It's awesome. And I got to say, like, as a fighting game enthusiast, like, it's good to see that Mortal Kombat's back. And honestly, I think right now, at least, they're back on top. 
I mean, Street Fighter definitely has the community, the hardcore players, tourney players, and stuff like that. But in terms of just overall fans and just overall appeal, I mean, yeah. I think they got a lot. They, oh, they, they, they're going to have a lot of competition. Oh, yeah. Did you hear? Like, Raptor did a report just for shits. They did a report of uh, basically, you know, users between Marvel versus Capcom 3 and Mortal Kombat and what had happened within this last week. And, yeah, a lot, a lot. Actually, a significant number have dropped from Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and Mortal Kombat's actually going really strong online-wise. Yeah. And, so and sad. Honestly, yeah, and honestly, honestly uh, Mortal Kombat's going to be at EVO this year, so it's also not just like a fun fighting game. It has legitimate There's, like, there's depth to it. Yeah, there really is. Huh. Because mm-hmm. yep. like, even then, like the depth that I enjoy, for example, like me and you, uh, and I understand exactly why you like Mortal Kombat 3, the combo system, which mm-hmm. is deep in its own regards, but it's exploited. It's exploited to the point where if you did pixel precision that wasn't meant, accidental pixel precision pretty much that even like the creators didn't anticipate, especially if you play like Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and XBL and you just see the insanity that fucking players employ, like uh, between Sector doing the teleport punch in between a roundhouse kick with another teleport punch in between a juggled combo, yep. shit like that that wasn't meant to be done. That's not necessarily the case with, say, the new revision Mortal Kombat. There, there's tactics employed to where there, there are branching combos in between special moves. And it's done to a point where there's also a combo breaker. Like, it almost reminds me of fucking Killer Instinct, which is by far, other than Street Fighter, my favorite fighting game of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that too. Yeah, and I fucking oh man, that's what I want. I want a new Killer Instinct, but I, you know what? I don't rare, want it to be rare. done by Rare. No, because Rare won't do it. And the, I, I, even if they did do it, I wouldn't want it after like everything they've done lately. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> that, that's, that's seriously how I feel about Rare at this point. Just like, yeah. and, but anyway, I, I'm interested in getting it. How? Okay, so have you gotten a chance? Last, you know, last thing I want to know about mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. Have you gotten a chance to fuck around with Kratos? Yes. Yeah, I was actually the first person I played arcade mode through. And how yeah, is he, that? He, he's got some good stuff. I mean, he's got... Um, now, granted, I haven't unlocked it, because you can unlock fatalities. Like, when you go to the crypt, you can unlock fatalities and stuff like that. So you only oh, get wow. one starting off. But you can unlock, I think, actually two more fatalities. Or maybe it's like a fatality and a stage fatality. I don't know which. Each but... stage, I heard, also had a stage fatality. It's not Mo- just... Most do. Uh, most not all do. stages, but most do. Yeah, because it's um, normally like two stages that originally have fatalities, but I hear there's like six of them that do. There, there's, there's quite a few <laughs> now. Yeah, but you know, he's he's a pretty good all-around character. I mean, he's got some good combos, a lot of long-range stuff, actually, because he's got um, his bow and arrow, which can, you know... Oh, God, you, really? And you, you can actually juggle, you know, throw guys up in the air, and then kind of, on the way down, do your arrows for another three hits. So, you know, yeah. I figured they'd do like something cheap or something like, you know, knowing the fucking in-game like humor that Ed Boon, <laughs> excuse me, likes to employ where he'd they'd have Kratos homage some sort of fucking move just like Scorpion where he'd use the the, the blades of chaos and like pull opponents <laughs> near oh, him. Get over yeah. here. Yeah, but it would be like come out or like it'd be something that was Greek. It'd be like Approach yeah. thy death, and then just like you know, yep. And he, he he has a charge. He has a charge that's pretty bad, though. It's almost like as bad as Cabal. Like Cabal has that move where he'll dash in front of guys and spin them around. Mm-hmm. It's almost just as bad. Which I I hate people that spam that. I really do. Oh god. Yeah, but no, he's pretty good all around character. But I'm actually trying to figure out who I'm gonna main right now. Right now I'm leaning towards Ermac, but I'm trying like a little bit of everyone just to kind of get a feel for it. 
But um, Ermac's so, good. Noob's good. Noob's hard though. Noob could be really hard. Always fucking good. God, I hate yeah. good noob players. Like you have no yeah, idea. Like the uh, irony of that statement. Yep. Yep. Hate noob players. It's even worse if you find someone that's a good smoke player. If you play human smoke, like I had that shit happen on MK3, and I fucking hated it. But yeah, if you have someone that plays really good human smoke, you're you have Ultimate gone. Mortal Kombat Three on Xbox Live. No, I never got a chance to get it. Now it's not it's on there $5. anymore. Five dollars. Wait, it's not on there anymore. No. Oh no. 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 It, it, they they took that down when Midway went under. <sighs> yeah, you can't even download it anymore. Yeah, you can play it still, right? If you have it downloaded, yeah. But I never got a chance to download it, so now it's just not there. Man, that's something I, I know. Trust me, I know. I I, I should have bought it when I had the chance. It was only five dollars. I know. All right. <laughs> Let's see. What the fuck have I been playing? Well, I've been playing two main games really. Um surprisingly like i wish i played a lot more of it last year and i can see why sean really loved it but i've been playing castlevania lords of shadow and that game it's so fucking long yep that game like i'm not even kidding you i I kept thinking the whole time like the one the one thing that was bothering me like where's castlevania (laughs) what the fuck like i'm playing pan's labyrinth the game (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) and then like gabriel He's just like, uh, I don't know. Everybody always says I make fun of the accents, but he's like, he's super Irish, Gabriel. But like, he's charming, though. I, I like the, like this. I like the protagonist a lot. I like the story. Like, Patrick Stewart just inching yep. more and more to like my fucking ever swollen genitals and like how much oh, I enjoy that game. shit. Dude, like, here's the thing. Like, I, and I, I think I've mentioned before, I don't know if I mentioned in detail. We, especially around here, as far as like my personal circle of friends, that game is a, is known as God of War Four, and I fucking hate that comparison because, mm-hmm. granted, first off, they brought back the chain whip, and you know Gabriel is a Belmont, so if anything, like God of War owes a lot to that mechanic in a sense or inspiration from it, from a lot of the shit that happened with older Castlevania titles, but the. The main mechanic is they, they, they wanted to seg or like completely segregate themselves from any association as much as possible and still try to make the whole thing a unique like Castlevania experience. And again, like me and you and Sean have talked about this before because I remember my apprehension when I'm just like, does it play like God of War? And you guys are yeah. like, yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to disagree with you guys to an extent now. It, it yeah. kind of plays more like Devil May Cry 3 in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it has a lot of... Let's think. It, it's comparable to a God of War, Dante's Inferno, that type of game. But I think it has enough difference to where it's not it's not blatant it's like we said like dante's inferno is a blatant it's not God a war be skinned that's but all this, that is. this one not so much but i mean there's still some ties to that even then the mechanic between light magic and shadow magic and then experience like my favorite mechanic okay so the combat is pr- quite possibly my in my opinion like even better than demo you cry that's one of my favorite combat systems ever I've just I've gotten so frustrated with it though because I put the fucking game on hard and I'm not meeting the skill that I've given myself. Like I'm struggling through it, but you know I got through. I just beat the first Lord Lord of Shadow. Oh snap! Like I I just love the presentation that like there's been so much love put into that game visually and just mechanically in terms of everything you can do in the level up system and just the fact that if you're skilled and you pay attention you engage yourself to the point where you time your blocks you recognize what's unblockable you dodge you build up the meter to all the way at the bottom depending on your movement and avoiding any hits whatsoever and then once upon doing so are able to gain additional experience and doing so mixing between 
switching out of light magic and shadow magic is one of the most engaging fucking mechanics of that entire game. The fact that if I know I, I haven't been doing terribly well and I need to get back into the game before I'm taken out permanently, I can just switch on my light magic, gain back the health. And, and Katie, just so like I can explain, I haven't really explained the difference between light magic and shadow magic. Light magic, shadow magic, <laughs> two different magic meters that uh, basically enhance the protagonist, Gabriel, who you control during right. combat. Light magic, once turned on, and it, it, it stays on until either A, it runs out of the magic power, or B, you turn it off. Uh, same with the other uh, mechanic. If you have light magic enhanced, it, any damage that you do to the uh, opponent, you get 75% of the damage you get back is health. So if, mm. when you have it turned on... Pretty much every da- every hit of damage you're inflicting on the the enemies, you're getting back health. So especially the fact if there's no health fountain nearby and there's no items where you gain health that I believe. No, no, there's no items that I've come across where you gain health. Uh, you just either depend on health fountains or light magic. Uh, it's just definitely a way to stay alive and get the upper hand. And then shadow magic just increases your attack power. So just the fact that you okay. can summon restock and just like you can literally switch it on with the click of a button so you you're you're gabriel's covered in like a flame essence similar to like dragon ball z except light magic is blue and you're just like ah (laughs) pretty much red magic is ah you know it's really engaging just switching between blue red red blue and then doing so while like blocking you know intelligently and, and rolling in and out of attacks and even like Having enemies, like, fucking attack to each other. And then having fairies as items, which allow you to distract enemies and stun them, which fucking open them up for attacks, or swing them into other attacks. It just... All the brutal combos you can get, as well as this crystal that summons this fucking crazy bulldog-eating mayonnaise son of a bitch that just, like, (laughs) half-dragon fucking, like... This bitch is, like, medieval Shark Week. Like, I'm not even... Shit, son, you don't fuck with Shark Week. No. Ever. No. (laughs) It's, like, this insane harpy reptile succubus with, like, breasts that could fucking kill that just zooms around and, like, kills everything on the screen or does somewhat considerable damage to the uh, boss character. It's just... I've never played a game that's just so engaging. And even then, like I- I've gone attached to Gabriel and like, that's the assistance of like the supporting role of Patrick Stewart. Like I thought that was really cheesy when I first heard about it. And man, it, it I have never once like been so engaged in listening to somebody read me something since anything Morgan Freeman has done. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Eating you just like as Gabriel pushed on forward, ever inching close to recovering the power of his beloved. Like, I, you could, that man can go on and on. Like, I'm not even kidding you. If I were to play through that whole game and Konami or, or Mercury Stream, uh, what, what's the name of the developer? It's Mercury something. Uh, shit, I don't Mercury recall. Steam or Mercury Rising or, or something of that nature. Uh, if they were to include some sort of, like, Easter egg option of literally letting Patrick Stewart read the caption before each chapter through the entire thing, that would be one of the best audiobooks I could ever fucking listen to. Like, it's... <laughs> that, like it's, Get that shit on tape. And not only that, like, Patrick Stewart isn't just a narrator. He plays a character within the actual game, too, That that's a, a major character. But, like I said, so far I'm like... I'm in the fucking Narnia portion of the game. I'm not even at fucking Castlevania yet. Yeah. I'm sick of fighting like all these goddamn mythological creatures in like the fucking Chronicles of Narnia. I want Castlevania. I want the fucking <laughs> I want Dracula. Fuck Narnia. I want Castlevania, bitch. That I'm not kidding you. I'm like, like I said, it's it's very much 
oh, dude, it's very much like Pan's Labyrinth and just like listening to Gabriel and just like, I must achieve my goal. Like, I can't really do an Irish accent, but like it's it's fucking super Irish. But it's 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 cool though. And in speaking of like cheesy contrived accents, I've gotten a brotherhood now. Andrew yes, finally. Dude, yeah, I'm getting a quarter way through it. I like Ezio now. Because he doesn't yeah. sound like this. He doesn't sound yeah. like he wants to kill a people. Yeah. He actually <laughs> like he's he's older, he's mature, he's like, I see what I must do. Because I'm well, a doubt. Well, he also because I'm like, Italian. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. But he has a pretty big objection. Uh, uh, objective, you know, like like the reason objection. why. Objection. Oh god! Yeah. Oh god! I hope that. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, he, he has a pretty legitimate reason for being a more more somber and you know, kind of like more serious in Brotherhood, you know, because of what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, he was kind of a jerk off at the beginning of uh, two because he's like, you know, oh, I am. Um, Oh, I'm trying to have sex with all these women, and it's kind of like that in the third one, but not nearly as bad. No, like he he's a little bit subtle more with his like yeah. ethnic whoring, and I and I can appreciate <laughs> that. Like I can relate to ethnic whoring. I can assure you of that. But <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, dude. But I, I just I love the presentation. I also love like you know what I mean. Uh, my my roommate's girlfriend. She's very like big in terms of art history, and like she's been so engaged watching us play this, and then like. All the historical accuracies of like Machiavelli, and I'd like, and I, I could have sworn, and I asked her too, like, because I know he was in the second game, and I, I knew, like, this motherfucker right here, this is a Snape. This guy is a Snape. This guy is a fucking Lando Calrissian. This motherfucker's gonna turn on me. And like, I heard, yes, he's, he's, he was a very, like, fucking terrible individual. So I, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. And not only that, just like with the Borgia family, like, you know, they're also notorious in history too. So I'm really liking the attention to detail that oh, yeah. uh, Ubisoft played into this. And then also, as far as, you know, the, now this is the thing too that like, I don't know why everybody made such a big deal of it because I actually really enjoyed it. And I, and I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right now. I can't believe I'm totally spacing on it. Not at the person in the animus, Nolan North's character. Oh, oh shit. Desmond. Desmond. Desmond, thank you. Thank oh, God. Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I know. I Desmond Miles. Too. I know. I almost forgot to. I'm such a <laughs> shit for forgetting. But just like, just the, the fact that they're integrating what's going on much more within the background as opposed to just solely focusing on the innards of like the, the animus and like going back and the fact that like Desmond is re, you know retaining what they call the bleeding effect and just the stories coming to much together like I'm not even kidding like I, I've expressed it several times I fucking despise the premise of the original Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed I despise everything about it when I found out like the way it was I felt it was contrived stupid overly sci-fi for the sake of like absolutely no substance other than me fucking dumb and now that everything's coming together, like I, I wouldn't imagine it being done any other way. And everybody complained about these segments either being unnecessary, wordy, or not, or even unplayable. I'm like, dude, just because there's no HUD, there's no HUD when you play as Desmond, which I think adds to realism. And like, I, you know, the HUD is really there because you're in the animus. Like the way the attention to do the detail that Ubisoft employed within Brotherhood's fucking awesome. And and I, like I said, playing as Desmond, I I enjoyed. I enjoyed. All the conversation between Lucy and Desmond. But you know what? For some strange reason, it really harkened back to, like, I, I really got deja vu with Prince of Persia 2008. Between, like, you know, the in, I, it's probably because it's Nolan North. But fucking, you know, between shit that was going on with, 
you know, I don't remember the princess's name and Prince of Persia, like the way they would always speak to each other in game, like as you were going through and questing and whatnot. Um, I, the brotherhood aspect. I just got to that point where I'm able to now recruit citizens, yep. which kind of harkens back to the original game. <clears throat> but what's cool is I didn't even realize this. I, I went to a pigeon coop, which was in the second game, is how you picked up assassination contracts. I can now send my the people I recruit out on missions and train them that way, and they actually get experience and stats. And like, dude, like Katie, if you want to talk about fucking Pokemon. Like catching, I'm catching citizens and adding them to my collection. <laughs> oh my god! And, and, and leveling them up. And leveling them up. It just the one thing it's like I find cool, but it's kind of like pissing me off. Is that some missions now, like actual story based missions, like contextual missions to progress the plot, require recruits from your brotherhood, and there's no way to tell which ones do and which ones don't. I hate that because I don't want to have – I don't want one escorting throughout me the whole time because the AI – even though like the AI is much better in Brotherhood, like far much more improved than like the kind of shitty AI in Assassin's Creed 2, it's still annoying to feel like I'm babysitting, especially when like I want to be able to you know, explore Rome without any strings attached. So I really hate that shit. But the, the recruit – like it, it's got its pitfalls, but I'm really digging it. I have yet to jump online though. I, I haven't done the multiplayer yet. Because I've been yeah. so engaged with everything going on in game, and like I said, Ezio is a much likable character. Like he he takes the entire thing a little bit too seriously. Like he's really absorbed into being an assassin. But I really enjoy that. That's the way Altier was. He wasn't so bad about the douchebag. I kill the people from the shingled roofs. <laughs> and like the fact, oh my god, that Rome doesn't have so many fucking shingled roofs. Oh, oh man! You have no idea how much I love stealth killing more. But that's the thing. That's all. Oh man, that's another thing. Stealth kills are much more enforced in Brotherhood, and I and I enjoy that because like it, you really had no, you had no incentive to be stealthy in Assassin's Creed Two. None whatsoever. You could just frontal attack anything. That bugged me. And even then, I mean, it, it felt like Ubisoft almost like sabotage the player to do anything stealth wise because mm-hmm. shingled fucking roofs for crying out goddamn loud you know but now i don't have to deal with that as much and the fact that i also get in horse travel and like I, I i just i can go on and on about this game but i am so stoked for brotherhood i just want to get yeah, through the end fun. of it now and just finish the goddamn thing and then i have uh altier Bl- or assassin's creed bloodlines which is a prequel with altier oh, psp yeah yeah I, ne- I need to get to that too but uh, that's pretty much all them play. Other than iPhone games, I've gotten even farther in Angry Birds, and I think I've unlocked all the birds now. And that game's still fucked, but I can't stop playing it. <laughs> I can't stop it. No, I, I will never ever touch that game. It's, you say that. George said the same thing. <laughs> I no, I hated that. No, game. but I'm saying it because of how fucking overblown it is. The game, fine, yeah. okay, I get it. It's a game, TV show, board game. The board game is absolutely fucking. People don't ridiculous. shut that the game, fuck up about it. That that okay. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't. That game far from ever fucking needs a board game for crying out goddamn loud. And, and then as far as a movie, no, no movie. Yeah, and the movie. Are you fucking really? No, I will never play the fucking game. Never. But uh, surprisingly, what I've also been playing on my iPhone. I'll try to be as quick as possible because I know we we took what's in your console a little uh, little far. But fucking Espagaluda too. God damn, that is such an amazing shmup on the iPhone. Like, dude, it keeps all the bullet hell from its uh, Xbox 360 cousin. But, dude, 
it's so intuitive. Like I, I've gotten fucking insane at it. Like to the point where I can't get tired. Like just the fact that with, with your thumb, that's the thing, because if you can, if you can imagine the best way I can explain this, like just the sheer physics of sliding your thumb it, it, it'll follow your thumb regardless of how fast you slide it across the screen. So you can almost exploit it in a way to even like manipulate far faster than the, like, the bullets can even reach you, even within a bullet hell storm. But it, it's gotten pretty cool. And then I also picked up Mushihimi-sama Bug Panic. And it's mm-hmm. completely different from Mushihimi-sama Futari. But I'm digging it. It's kind of like a, a top-down Pocky and Rocky, but with lock-on. Like I'm really digging it. And then League of Evil. That is my iPhone game of the year. Uh, hands down. I've heard that one. League of Evil is the super meat boy of the iPhone. Uh, oh, but yes. yeah, it's but it's but here's the thing, it's not frustratingly like punch your dick until there's nothing left but a fucking bloody sausage difficult. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it's engaging and like between the walk okay so pretty much it's very pixelated and has a retro aesthetic that's awesome. And it like I said, it's a platformer. But the control, the intuitive control is so goddamn surprisingly good. And there's wall kicks, uh, double jumps, and then there's a dash attack. And so you can double jump and dash forward to get that extra bit of air. And pretty much what you're supposed to do is get through the stage as quickly as possible and kill the scientists at the end. Because they're evil scientists and then there's like the evil henchmen that guard the scientists. And you're like this fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger looking or John. You you look like a mixture between... The T-1000 and John McClane, pixelated. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then... So Bruce much, Willis is a fucking robot. Yeah, Bruce Willis with half of a face is a robot. And this oh, is all fuck. pixelated. You can YouTube it. It's This game's fucking awesome. You could also collect briefcases, which you can uh, basically get for extra score. And if you beat the game within a certain time limit... Uh, you, like I said, you get the best. You get the best three stars. It's it's on a star system. I've played and loved this game so much. I've perfected it. I've gotten all the achievements in this game. Every single. I've perfected it, and I am now on the DLC, which is known as the Impossible Levels, and mm. that's where it's really feeling like Super Meat Boy, and it's oh, fucking awful. Man. Yeah. Oh God, dude, I still need to get <laughs> back to that game, like, and actually get it, but. Um, that's pretty much it. Like if anybody has an iPod touch or an iPhone, please get league of evil, league of evil and the cave shooters while you can. I think the fire sale just ended though. That's what really pushed me to get them. But, Oh, in Castlevania, like if it's on sale, get it because now there's two different DLC packs too. There's uh rivery and resurrection, which even though this game, like that's the thing that those DLC packs add like an extra 10 hours of gameplay to an already like 30 hour game. So I, I don't I'm fucking I'm really impressed with Gabriel. So I I, I Gabriel. Gabriel. Like it's oh man, it's just so awesome. But uh, I think man, it like always another long what's in your console. Good thing select <laughs> feedback is going to be pretty short. Let's jump on that bitch. All over that bitch. All right. So select feedback. All right. So if you guys don't already know how Select Feedback works, in case you're new to the show, all you have to do, you can respond to us on Twitter at pressbossradio.com, or I'm sorry, twitter.com slash twitter, or ah, twitter.com slash, twitter.com slash pressposradio, facebook.com slash pressposradio, oneup.com slash pressposradio, or destructoid.com slash pressposradio, or forums, our website, and our voicemail at 209-566-0190 or our gmail at presspodradio at gmail.com uh, or gmail, let's fuck, the email god damn it, either either outlet either outlet will do anyway. and, and 
will respond. Um, there's a couple messages, like, Twitter's really bad about archiving shit, and it pisses me off. Like, there are times you cannot access older tweets, and I should have written them down when I got them, but uh, there we had two tweets that we lost to the internet. So fuck you, Twitter. Um, and then we got another voicemail, but it's unplayable because Matt J has terrible reception. We should just never let him near anything audio never. again, ever. <laughs> ever. Oh my god. Fucking Matt J. And, um... You know, it's funny, is Dustin may have left us a voicemail, but I think he's busy. As we're recording this, he's recording the Balls cast with Balls Rock. So, uh... Balls. Oh, balls. You, you, have, you have been... You have not familiar with the man from the scrape! Points I am not. Oh, uh, alright. Well, just YouTube Balls Rock. He's, be- he's become a friend of ours. Yeah. All right. Oh, fuck. good times indeed. We're gonna meet up real soon. I can, I can feel it coming. No, I, dude, I, I want to go to Pax Prime, but I don't want to go by myself. But next year, like we said, we have next year. I'd say we try to hit up both cons, and like, well, yeah. I want to try to go to get. I don't even want Iodine, our fucking Mister X of a member of the staff, to go. I, I don't even care if he wears a mask. He just yeah. don't. Baldrog does. <laughs> yeah, Baldrog wears a mask. He can wear a mask too. Yeah, yeah. We, he could be. He could be like our shipwreck up. or our GI Joe member, like the, okay, the serious. Like yeah, I yeah. like it's going too. Yeah, All right. Cool. But anyway, uh, One Up fan, he writes in uh, through our One Up page. Shadow of the Brolas. It's been a while since we heard oh. from him. And oh. Shadow of the Brolasis writes, "Hey guys, it's been a while. I've got to say that your Ikaruga Games Club was one of the funniest." episodes i've listened to in so long like i couldn't help but laugh out loud in public and it just caused such a stir. and the worst part is i didn't even play the game with you guys but i just had to listen to it and i really enjoyed it but jesus christ that that whole thing was extremely funny and i was quite embarrassed when i laughed out loud because i was in public transit so it inspired an amazing question that i wanted to go ahead and ask you guys what was your most embarrassing moment involving a video game throughout your entire life? If you can just think of one. And I love this question. Like, this dude has yeah. fucking <laughs> best questions. I love this. Oh my god. He, he always nails it. Um, oh my god, I have to think. Yeah, well, if you think, you can go ahead and think. I, I've got two of them that actually, like, it's going to involve my scanner. Um, They're not really embarrassed. I don't know. Well, first off, like, I look like a, I'm, I was an ugly kid. Like, I'm not a much better looking adult, but I was a fucking <laughs> kid. Like, no joke. I, I look like an ethnic alfalfa crossed in within a gene pool of Mr. Bean and Jeff Goldblum. So, like... What the hell? I'm, I'm gonna There's scan in. I have two pictures. I have, a, I have a five-year-old picture, or six-year-old, I don't remember, of me, like, a class photo, but I'm wearing my Super Mario Brothers t-shirt, and, like, my hair is taking up most of the picture. Like, I have, like, my hair was kind of, like an ethnic European version of Marge Simpson's hair, but black in half of it. It was huge wow. everywhere. I kind of wish I still had that hair. I kind of, I can grow it back, but it'll never be like it was when I was a kid. Um, and then the other picture was like my eighth birthday party or my ninth birthday party. It was a Sonic the Hedgehog themed birthday party. I'm just sitting here like fat chubby kid with my video games, my goosebump shirt covered in fucking cake with like Sonic the, the Hedgehog fuck? everywhere. Yeah, I had a, a glow-in-the-dark goosebumps, kid. Believe it or not, I fucking loved all the 
stupid shit that R.L. Stein like convinced oh, my parents yeah. to buy for me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, me too. You know what's funny fair, though, and I, and I think I shared house. it on this show before. R.L. Stein created Eureka's Castle, so I can't spite him at all. Nope, huh. he created Eureka's Castle, dude. Holy fuck! Fuck you, Wiki Mind that blown. shit, son. Wiki. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, wow. so that is my most embarrassing uh, moment, really, that I can think of. I mean, all right, well, those are pictures. I'll think of something else. Yeah. Um, I think the most embarrassing, well, not really embarrassing, I guess embarrassing to admit, um, I have completely neglected the companionship of the fair sex over playing a video game. Oh, shit. In fact, I've done that quite a few times, but I think the most memorable one was where I was kind of seeing this girl we weren't really like super seeing each other like we weren't in a relationship or anything but like she knew like right away it was one of those awkward things like as we get to know each other and then she steps in my house and she sees my man cave yeah. like she she knew like oh yeah by the way I'm really into this these things you call video games and like it annoyed her because there are times where like I, I don't know I'm, anyway not to get into too much detail but um, I had to she, I guess she went to go out drinking with her friends and like I was supposed to have my phone turned on in case uh, she was to <clears throat> go out and like, you know, get too tipsy and need a ride home. But uh, I just wanted to play video games. I didn't want to be bothered by anybody. So I turned my phone off and well, I guess she got drunk and like she left me so many disgusting voicemails just like saying fuck you i'm leaving you and then like literally like talking about how she just found some dude at the party and she like played them and like it wasn't embarrassing for me okay this is actually more embarrassing for her because we just laughed at it and the fact that like i don't even know what i, I think it was final fantasy 11 that i chose over like actually responding to the voicemail looking back at it now but anyway, I think that's my most embarrassing thing. There are times I might actually, like, accidentally, I try not to intentionally, but accidentally choose, like, playing a video game over responding to a girlfriend. Because girl, yeah. needy. Mm, that could be true. Yes. Well, you're married. Yeah. I, 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 I'm basically allowed to You have to super girlfriend. So. Yeah, well, no, no, I'm allowed to ignore her because we're married. She can't do <laughs> All right, and, and actually, that that is my embarrassing moment. Actually, <laughs> it, it, it's embarrassing to—I don't know if it's really embarrassing to admit, but if you're a gamer and you, you kind of get it, but someone that doesn't play games might not get it. It might seem weird to them. But I was stressing hardcore, like I was like stressing out so much about in Mass Effect Two, you can pursue a relationship. Only problem is if you transfer your data from the first Mass Effect, uh-huh. you might have you might have a previous relationship with someone else. And I was stressing over it hardcore because Ashley was my love interest in the first Mass Effect. And then she fucking hated my guts in the second one. And I blew her off. I was like, fuck you. I don't need your shit. <laughs> and, then, and then I was going to go yeah, and I was going to talk to this other girl. I was going to talk to Miranda. I was like, hey, I fucking up? knew it. I was like, probably Miranda. Yeah. yeah and, and, then, and then I'm sitting there stressing like, oh, God, if I hook up Miranda, Ashley's going to be pissed. What happens if she shows up in the third one? I don't know what to do. And my wife heard me talking about this. And she was like, you stress out about your fictional relationship you know, <laughs> in a video game more than like the real thing like you stress out more about this fake relationship in mass effect than you stress about our own relationship our own marriage and but then i was like but you don't understand like it's important <laughs> and, but you and, don't she, understand. Yeah, and she just gave up on it she's like whatever and i was like you just don't get it ashley ashley and i had something special like I, i'm like seriously like horsing <laughs> oh over my relationship in a fake game but you know that 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 is kind of 
gamers get that. Like, you know, like you stress out so much about actual storylines and actual things in a game that aren't real, but it's so real to you when you're playing it. And I don't know, it was just kind of one of those funny, like, you know, things where it crosses over into real life and, like, you know, your obsession kind of affects, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was kind of awkward, but I, don't know, I think it's pretty funny. Dude, okay, so you just totally reminded me, as well as the fact that my current roommate just totally reminded me, because I know if he was downstairs right now while I was recording this, he would have reminded me. No, I do have my embarrassing moment. In fact, it's okay. so embarrassing that, like, I never talk about it, and this is going to be the first time I ever talk about it. And this is also one of the reasons why I couldn't get my license until I was 18. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so I I loved this. I used to love sneaking out with my parents' car or sneaking out with, or just like, you know, just driving cars that I was not supposed to legally at all because I was 14 at the time. And I had to pay a fine and like crazy shit. And this is probably why my mom still thinks as less of me as she does. I don't know what came over me. And I was sober. We were completely sober. We were just having so much fun driving. And I don't know what came over me, but I just saw the lane markers in the middle of the road as we were driving on our way to our destination. And it totally reminded me of Pac-Man. So I just drove over them. I just started going waka, 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 waka. And then I'm not kidding you. I, I didn't even pay attention. Like I, I completely like common sense and imagine George, the age of 14, just like, you know, where he's thinking. And I, I got pulled over out of the entire situation. I, I had to explain to the police officer and do a sobriety test at the age of 18 why I, did, I, I deemed it appropriate to like wildly and recklessly drive. Like, yeah. like I got a ticket or like I got not for reckless endangerment behind the wheel at the age of 14. Like I'm still so fucking lucky. I even have my license, yeah. but yeah, I had to explain to him. Like I would, I just, I, something came over me and I imitated Pac-Man. And this is a real yeah. story. Yeah. If you were to talk to any of my friends, I'm not making this up. This really happened. And you know what's so funny? I'm like, this happened to me when I was 25. Like, literally this happened, or when I was 14. This happened to me over 10 years ago. So I, I can't believe, like, you know what's funny is, we don't, I don't even talk to at least half of the same people I did when I was 14. But, like, I'd still talk to the other half. But I think we've gotten so old that we just completely forgot about that but holy shit like i completely fucking just remember that there you go shadow the Velocity. that's for you that's awesome that oh, that was awesome. one of the worst one of the more shittier moments of my fucking past life but anyway all right katie i ahead. think it was worth it um i don't really i can't think of anything i'll shut hand. up you're a girl no 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 that's what that's what my moment is going to be all right so yes i am a girl uh, Not a very good one, but yeah. Anyway. I don't fucking care. Okay. <laughs> no, I think with I'm pretty fantastic for being a girl. Okay. Um, my best friend Steve and I, we were dying for Super Smash Brothers Brawl to come out. So we're walking around the store, you know, like what the fuck can we pick up? Because at this point, I didn't have a 360. I just had my Wii, and there was like literally nothing out at that time. I was like, okay. We're gonna get fucking Cooking Mama. He's like, you fucking kidding? <laughs> cooking Mama? I'm like, Steve. Cooking Mama. So then for like, up until Super Smash Brothers came out, we were hardcore playing, like, Cooking Mama. So we would just be standing in the middle of, like, my mom's basement or whatever, because I was still living with her at the time. 
and we've been doing all this crazy shit with the Wiimote, but it's because it, it, like, it first came out, so, like, they were so suggestive with, like, the things that you had to do with the Wii and everything like that, and my mom walks downstairs and she's like, what the fuck are you people yeah. doing? <laughs> we're fucking cooking, get out of here, woman! So, <laughs> underground cooking mama. Yeah, exactly, but I think the greatest part is, if anybody's ever played it, have, you have to grind the meat. And then Steve and I would just have the stance, like this epic fucking stance. We have like this epic fucking face on. And basically, what you do is you take the Wiimote and you tilt it horizontal to the TV, and then you kind of like do like you're cranking a like a wheel. Basically, is what you're doing. So you're grinding the meat and everything like that. So usually they give you like a minute to do this or whatever, because it's kind of a pain in the ass. But we got this shit down, stance, art, and everything. So we're like all fucking intense. So it's like, go, and you just see us like, oh my god, I'm gonna beat you, bitch, I'm gonna beat you, oh my god, and it's like three seconds later, it's like, good, and it's just like, fucking hate you, fucking hate wow. you. You guys get hardcore. It's just like, super mama. hardcore, super hardcore cooking mama. There you go. Yeah. I think the most hardcore, like, we've gotten friends to get in on was Bible Adventures. I, we were just talking about it the other day. No, we got drunk. I'm not even kidding you, because we were just, like, we went through my NES collection, and I remember I was, you know, it's funny, we were just talking about this, like, the other night, too. Uh, I think it was last night, even, because uh, we were talking about how Sean Baby's been, like, writing a lot more columns for, like, Cracks.com lately, and then, like, I was talking about Broken Pixels and whatnot, and, like, dude, we, okay, it was me... And three other guys, Justin, Brittany, and uh, my roommate now, but he left. So it was just me and mainly Justin. I think Brittany fell asleep on the couch. And we had nothing but Jaeger bombs and no joke. Like, I I don't know how long we played, but we beat it all the way to the end. To the point where we got every biblical scripture. And David and Goliath was the worst one. And Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark was the worst one. Because no joke, like, you, there was so many different methods of, like, getting that fucking monkey or the stupid snake and i hate it too because there's a snake that like you think you're supposed to get but that snake attacks and kills you but if you go in a cavern there's a friendlier looking snake that you need to get dude and i was just watching the angry video game nerd review of that fucking game i oh dude oh I, I forgot about that no 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 and like we fucking i love this too because like if if you play the baby moses one where you you have to get baby moses you can literally go through the entire or like level the first level and beat the game but the game will actually congratulate you and say good job but you forgot baby moses and that's like the main objective of the entire fucking game like hey thanks for absolutely not doing what you were supposed to at all but you're super thank you <laughs> oh, i hate that fucking game wow happy easter yeah, no, I, I figured. <laughs> Fuck All the right. Bible. Oh God. Yeah, uh, I. We can keep this episode going on and on because, like, there's this is like new. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! But uh, there you go, Shadow of the Brolasses. That's um, that's what's uh the answer to towards your epic question as you always uh send them. That's all we have for select feedback, which uh, you know, like I said, epic question kind of made up for the whole segment. I've already mentioned all the methods, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, website, forum, voicemail at 209-566-0190, comments, anything at all. Just, you know, talk to us and, dude, we'll get it on the show. I will be more diligent on this. But now it's time we just hit up this fucking feature topic of ours, the, the, the ever so fucking holy grail of the Press Podcast Radio episode. Mm-hmm. Q transition. Wait, Wayne's World? Yeah. 
Alrighty, so just to confirm from here. Okay, so feature topic. Hold on, you guys. I know I'm just recording right now, and I'm going to edit this out of the way. You're a fucking asshole. You tell me you're in Colorado. No, fuck you. You tell me you're in Colorado. I'm recording my fucking podcast right now. That's cool. I don't even know if I am going to edit this. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, my best friend and ex-roommate, Fluffy, has just um, gotten released, or he's on leave from the military, and... He, he tells me he's going to come over sometime this week. It's like, I'm just oh, going to come over sometime this week. I'm is... like, all right, cool. Well, I need to know when you're coming over. I run a podcast and I work full time. When are you coming over? Just expect me with a, like, a pack of beer, dude, and I'll be over. All right, cool. Well, just tell me when. I don't know. I'm in Colorado. He sends this to me two days ago, and he just dude. showed up in my fucking door with Blue Moon Holy right now. shit. Yeah, he just walked Blue in. He didn't even knock. Enough. That's why I ignored your calls. When I ignore your calls, I'm recording. Thank you. Okay, oh, but anyway... Yeah, well, no. If, he, let's, if he's there, let's finish this shit quick. Yeah, let, no, 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 no. We we're taking our time. Fuck you. I'm taking my time. <laughs> How about that? But thank you for the beer. So, <laughs> all right. So I just want to go ahead. Man, this is the most off the rails. Pre- like I thought the Ikaruga one was bad. Yeah, um, all right. <laughs> so, all right. So going forward. All right, so our feature topic is about the narrative in video games. And mm. what I mean by that, and like, there was a lot of confusion, I'm not going to lie. Because, we, we, like I said, we really want to dissect what exactly adds to just the overall quality of what expands and ever, ever so often evolves and pushes our medium, our hobby, our pastime. What, what drives us to continue on this fucking stagnated media? And that would be... The narrative, something that was just so shallow, so one note within years and years before of our past generations of playing games, whether it just involved a damsel in distress or a yellow circle who was so ever forever haunted by multicolored ghosts in this quest of eating pellets towards, you know, anything of that nature. We have now presentations and portrayals of stories that give you a physical attachment to the game something that makes you pushes you forward something that makes you care about the character after you push that power button and turn it off and just and continue to think about that game until you get the opportunity to turn the button on and and like do you guys know what i mean by this i mean what's what's a story that you guys have invested yourselves in emotionally to the point where after you left that game you felt like you needed to talk to somebody about it something that you wouldn't Mm -hmm. get unless say a book or a movie and that's that's why our, our our media is just getting you know, all the more complex and all the more substantial to where it can play with the fucking heavy hitters like literature and film. I mean, yeah. please elaborate on this with us. I mean, Mass Effect, I mean, everyone knows that. I mean, yep. like Mass Effect for me is that game where it yep. was not only a game, it was an experience and it was something that I had to talk to people about. I had to go back and play again just to re-experience oh, yeah. it. Like it's, it, it does, it transcends that being a video game and it becomes an experience where you know, you really feel remorse for losing a partner. You feel triumphs about, you know, overcoming the odds, you know, surviving a suicide mission. It's It has all that. And it, it is. I think it's even better than a movie because in a movie, oh, hell yeah. you go in and you have your two hours, you experience it, they tell you a story, and then you're done. In Mass Effect, and, and that, like, like you said, like it's not linear anymore. You tell your own story. Um, you know, and not say I don't like games telling me a story or giving me that experience, but now... I think we're almost so spoiled because we can take control of the story and make it our own. And each experience is different. Like, even though you and I may have had the exact same playthrough, 
we probably experienced it in different ways. And that's what makes it so appealing to talk about because yeah. you, you might have hated a part that happened. I might've loved it, you know, and it's all about your, your input and what you put into the game and what you get out of it. And, and, and like I said, it's just getting an outside exactly. opinion. It's getting, it's getting mm-hmm. feedback from like your fellow gamer on, on what, what decision they made. And, and like, just to be clear, I know this may seem similar to our, our moral decisions podcast that we did a while back. And granted, there's some ties in from there, but there are games that expand such an interwoven, beautiful story that granted may have had some moral conflictions here and there done. But even then there are choices made because based on you're telling your own story, you become attached to it. So even outside like the realm of morality, there, there's a choice that you make and there are choices that you do make to push forward what happens to this character. You are this character. And that was never the case before. I mean, nobody ever looked at themselves playing Super Mario Brothers and says, it's me, that's Mario, that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill him. You know, no, nobody ever felt that way about Super yeah. Mario Brothers. Like, people just enjoyed taking Mario along for the ride. And granted, like, I would say even Mario's gotten a little bit more story-driven to the point where it's actually done. Like, there are moments that are implied or are pantomime that are done or, you know, more or less a better example of a story driven masterpiece under the helm of Nintendo, the legend of Zelda legend of, yeah, Mm. just, you know, being the fact that like Nintendo gives you the opportunity on, you know, you could choose to tell Link's story or you can tell your own story through Link and Link is a cipher. He's a vassal that, you know, that's a mechanic that's been implemented even, beyond and older generations and something that can still be explored and touched upon now. And like, yeah, you said Mass Effect's a fucking excellent example, but even in like Fallout, Fallout could had Grand Theft Auto 4 was one that I was actually thinking of because there are so many different multiple endings. Mm-hmm. But even beyond that, Chrono Trigger. Chrono oh. Trigger has oh over 12 endings. Yep. yep. I love that fucking That's game. That's such, I need to play that game again. Oh my God. It's coming I mean, out for seriously. PSN and PSP soon yes but i mean how do you guys feel about like that mechanic i mean first off i mean let's talk about early when you experience that for the first time or or, you know more or less not to jump around a bit i talked about attachment to a character what's the first story you felt attached to something that literally haunted you in your dream like you go to bed at night and you dream about the game wow and i've done it Uh, you can't admit that you haven't done it I probably have. I just can't recall. Pretty first. much every game that I've actually invested time to, so that doesn't really mm-hmm. count. Because I'm always with me. I'm like, okay, well, if I really like something, what happened? Ne- what happens next? What happens next? Okay, what happens next? Mm-hmm. So, with me, it was really a lot with Mass Effect, and that, that's just recently. Like I said, I only started playing it within the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, I had it had me on edge. I would stay up. Like, I would get off at work at, like, 5, and I would have work the next day at, like, 6 in the morning, and I would be up all night until 3, get two hours of sleep, and then go to work and be there by 6 to do the same damn thing all over again because I really wanted to get through it, and I wanted to know exactly what the fuck happened and how it would all play out. So, and I did the same thing with Chrono Trigger when I was in school, too. What the fuck is going to happen? I don't know. I mean, even then, just... I don't know if I can think of one game that I like really, really became attached to, like the very first one where I just like dreamt about. I would honestly have to say it's Final Fantasy Mm Four, just Cecil and going through and just like playing through his plight of like 
losing everything within a matter of days, losing his position, being betrayed by his king, his kingdom, killing a poor girl's fucking parents. Like, and, and, you know, all he can do is console the same girl who, like, he has to somehow, like, regain the trust of. Like, and granted, like, I was a fucking, I was a small child at that time. I was under the age of 10. But even then, something that concept, and, and, you know, I think a lot of, it really helped that I had a friend with an older brother that really explained a lot of this to me, like, beyond my fucking pea-sized brain when I was younger. But just, man, everything that is... Just that game itself and just like what transpires. I mean, I think what it is is when a game goes beyond the fact that it's a game. It use it's like, you know, it's really hard to explain this, but it's like a story that uses a game to tell the story, and the story can't be told through any other way. Like and that's right. probably why video game movies are terrible, in my opinion. But like, you know, mm-hmm. like why a video game movie on Mass Effect would more likely be a terrible idea, or why Uncharted oh, yeah is going to be an awful fucking idea, especially with not ugh, fucking Marky Mark motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, you know, just... Are you talking about that? Oh, that fucking game. Stop. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what? You, hey, you didn't talk about that, about you know what's in your console, and I noticed you've been playing it. Can Just give me give me a three-worded sentence on how you feel about both of the games now that you've played them. Oh, for Uncharted? Um, honestly, I, I beat the first one, and I really enjoyed it a lot. But the, the second one it definitely improves on the mechanics. Like the shooting, like I, I just did not like the shooting in the first one as much. Like I, it was, it was kind of, it was hard to get around. Like I had a lot of difficulties with the shooting mechanic. Second one so far, it's been a lot better. Um, the puzzles can be fucking ridiculous though. Like I, I had stopped at the part where you have the mirrors that you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably know I'm talking about with the big knife in the middle. Yes. It's like, holy fuck. Like, that just was such a time sink just to get through that. And, That's uh, actually pretty easy. Like, all you do is you climb compared. up the dagger and... Yeah, yeah. But I, I just didn't know what was going on at first. I was like, am I actually supposed to make this jump? It looks ridiculously far. And then, <laughs> sure enough, you do, you know? Um, yeah, no, right, the, I think really that good. one, that last part where you have to use your gun after, like, mm-hmm. you nearly die, like, that's the only yeah. part of the puzzle that threw me off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back to the topic, and even then, like, speaking of which, Uncharted, you know, there's... <laughs> It's not that's always a fucking experience right that, there. Exactly. That's that's a, something that doesn't necessarily give you control, but it's so well done. Like here's the thing. With, with games that have a Hollywood production and, and presentation and portrayal and you get the right talent, like like I said, dude, figure to fellatio towards you, Mr. North. I fuck <laughs> I fucking own every single game that you have voiced yeah. in. Every <laughs> single game except Resonance of Fate. That's the only one I'm missing. And I'll get it. I don't even care if it's a terrible game. I just want to hear your it's fucking weird beautiful, game. sultry voice. I yeah. know it is. His fucking... Oh, my God. It makes me purr, dude. Like, I fucking love his voice. <laughs> like my God. Have you heard it? Have you heard it? <laughs> God no. damn it. Oh, I just... Uh, he's Nathan Drake. He's like... He, he really can't do any other character better than Nathan Drake. I think his laziest voice acting is honestly Desmond. Um, he, well, did, no. he, he, he did a really good Prince, though, when he did Prince of Persia. Yeah, he did do an amazing Prince. I think it's like how... Like, and that's a thing too, like a voice actor, like investing themselves in the character and how much they believe in the character. You can really, you can get that now. That's like conveyed within oh, yeah. in the game itself. And it's amazing, but just in charted, like that's his favorite voice acting role. And just dude, when you get to the points where you hear Drake, just frustrated, completely discouraged over everything going on and just the fucking sheer insanity that that man goes through and lives barely Oh, dude, you still have yet to hit the best stage. Oh, Just man. the best fucking stage. Mm. Have, have you done the train stage? Nope. 
Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> like, dude, you're gonna be on the edge of your goddamn seat. Like, I'm not even kidding. You. And that's just the just the immersion. Like, that's the thing. A story. And it just isn't about like the contextual script that supports it. It's the presentation. It's the aesthetic. It's everything about it. I mean, what's a game that you could think of that just what's a game that comes to mind other than Mass Effect? Because I know both of you, you got your heart on for Mass Effect. And hey, yes. I, I totally agree, even though I have yet to experience a lot of that is Mass Effect. But like any other game that comes to mind. I mean, Chrono Trigger, you guys mentioned, but yeah. Chrono Trigger, you, it's, it's very, it makes very good intelligent use, of, even then, like, with the limitations that it had for the time that the game was created. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, I was really impressed with it. I was like, what the fuck? I, I, I just, you know, I mean, my, my, my knowledge of games is kind of limited, because I didn't play really a lot of games until pretty recently i mean with the ps2 and then yeah. you know, the, the next gen systems i mean i don't i can't really go back to like a lot of titles and say like this is the one that really impacted me the most you know from the beginning um i mean it's been more recent games for me like in terms of story and just how it grips you um you know i'd have to say probably like bioshock is, is one of the games that really did that for me i but, completely agree i was you know, hoping you would say that i was but, so but, but, hoping but, but the thing say about that. that is bioshock is a linear story because Bioshock, you're not really changing the outcomes. You're not necessarily, you know, you telling your own story. You kind of are, though. You kind of mm-hmm. are between the choices you make with the little sisters. Well, okay, yeah, but that that's that's, that's one choice. You know what I mean? Like, we've been talking about games like Mass Effect, and, you know, you can even talk about, like, Fallout and games like that, where it has an amazing story, but it's impacted on your choices. And, and, it, and like you said, it's not about the moral choice thing. It's just the storyline choices that impact the story. Well, and even then, like, you, you know, I understand you're giving, you're telling me it has, it, it's sort of a one note, uh, one note choice thing. It's got mm-hmm. one choice as opposed to a yeah. selection of choices, but come on, Andrew, between me and you l- look at the weight of that choice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The I mean, weight of that choice with, yeah. with a little girl and you know full well what that little girl has been through. The fact that she's had a s- surgically put in her, God knows what's been done to you through the fucking bastardation of what they called modern medical sciences and miracles of medical science and implanted in that fucking little girl is a slug that gives her the power that's the quote unquote genetic currency that gives fucking these human beings the the, the a power second only to God. And then you have the choice of brutally harvesting this fucking thing out of this fucking girl. And you can only imagine what the implications of a shadowed silhouette against a wall only show between the rip out of an entrail fucking being strangled around this fucking poor woman's neck or some disembowelment to a fucking little girl and making the choice of either doing this so it can make your journey much easier or doing anything you can to give this girl somewhat of a second chance at a god knows what a normal life again with whatever fucking like existence she chooses to deal with as you fucking trek along your goddamn perilous journey like when it's presented to you like that like it doesn't matter like whether or not this planet and i'm not trying to downplay mass effect please don't take no, it no i got what you're saying it's cool yeah but the weight the weight of one choice sometimes can only add to everything involved with how you approach a game and how you feel about it i mean at least yeah. that's the way i feel well and well that brings me to my point like you know even though i feel like bioshock is more of a linear experience than you know some recent games like bio like uh, like mass effect or 
you know, a lot of Bioware stuff like Dragon Age and, and, and what have you. Um, I will never, ever experience an ending like Bioshock. Um, and that's the thing. Like, they did in about 45 seconds to a minute of an ending, which was very short, but they did so much in that ending that no other game, 40, 50 hours worth of content would make me feel that way. Because it was. It was that investment in the little sisters and, and what you did and how you handled the situation. And if you did it the good way and you saved all of them, the ending, that that like particular ending, I've never been more moved by almost any experience, whether it be movie, music, book you know whatever it doesn't like whatever medium you want to throw out there i've never had an experience like that like it it still touched me to this day to think about it and it was just it was overwhelming and and that, that that's the one experience i would say if i could pull from anything like a story linear non-linear whatever like it's it right there like that ending was amazing and it was so impactful but so quick you know i mean but it was all there i mean even at the not even like from the 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 vocal track just the images that are being displayed, like you see it, and I don't know, it's it's amazing. If you haven't beat it yet, or if you just want to YouTube it, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's pretty. There's nice. no justice YouTubing it. There's absolutely no justice YouTubing it. You shouldn't. No, no, you should experience it. You should actually play through, get to that part, and then see it for yourself. Because but it, even it then, like, I don't want to spoil it, but just the, your no. first confrontation with Andrew Ryan, just mm. between everything else, and I know we've we've gotten into detail about Bioshock before, but this this is a game that's doing us this to us. You know what I mean? This is just something, and even then, like, Katie, I know your big thing is Pokemon, but yeah, yeah. Regardless of the gameplay mechanics, just the inner trappings of a ten year old child setting out in their way of the world, even though it's irresponsible as it sounds, mm. just fucking <laughs> just a ten year old child Perfect. like setting their way, making their path from home, and just like the creators from Game Freak, just like signifying how they really want to exemplify freedom and like what a youth can do with like the powers that like with the capabilities at hand and capturing creatures for the sake of friendship and progression and like growing together with them like have you ever gotten involved in the story with pokemon or is it just all about like oh man oh, eevee eevee dude no like that was my child it was was fucking Star Fox, pokemon mario like yeah i'm a nintendo kid through and through and that's fine uh I am emotionally attached to my fucking Pokemon. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I do not like having to go through and train new Pokemon because I'm like, but my team, but Tony Stark and Reptar and da 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 And people are like, what the fuck? And that's why Will and I will always be like, oh, well, I did this with Reptar. And he's like, oh, well, I did this with Tiger Zord and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, stuff like that. So, and I just really like how... Every person kind of has their own way of, well, I played through, I did this with this Pokemon, I did this with this Pokemon, and it helped me do this and all that stuff. And the thing that really gripped me was um, Pokemon Gold and Silver. It, it'll be the best iteration ever in Pokemon, in my opinion, because they did so much to advance the story. And not only did you go through and beat like the new eight gym leaders and then League Elite Four... You went back and did all of the original Pokemon gym leaders and all this shit, and you saw how everything kind of progressed from all that kind of stuff. So really playing kind of like red into gold and silver, it was just awesome. Well, no, and even then, like, and granted, Andrew might be angry with me for throwing in this can of worms, but I'm going to do it, buddy, and you're going to oh, have to God. trust me on this. Oh, yeah. snap. Okay. All right. Well, e even then, this, this exact ideal, and for, you know, you can definitely argue with me of whether or not I'm wrong, but or you can see where I'm coming from. 
this is the exact kind of thing that I wish Roger Ebert would fucking see when it really distinguishes why video games are an art form. Here we are. Just, just hear me out. We have storylines, narratives. And, exactly, you know, I understand before we started this because I wanted to talk about something that was really impactful and I feel like we're, we're really accomplishing that. We, we have something that we're speaking of, a mechanic of narrative, and this is the most important part. So that's why I'm trying to close my argument the way I am. We have narrative that really distinguishes something that's become so viral amongst our culture, our, our gaming community, that we can discuss it and we can discuss our interactions. But even though, like, and that's the thing that pisses me off the most, because it's considered interactive, it completely takes away from any vision that uh, the artist is trying to convey. And that's Roger Ebert's fucking cop out. Dude, fuck you. The fact that art's already appreciated in several different interpretations from whatever the original artist was trying to convey anyway, and the fact that this is actually being able to be physically done through a digital representation of some form of interactual, uh, interaction mm-hmm. with contextual choices, contextual actions, and something that attaches yourself to the character, that's beyond something any fucking film will ever do. The fact that people will spend weekends talking about this. People will listen to podcasts talking about this and get involved. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that will not change. This, but we'll actually, let me take that back. This is something that will change. It's only going to get better. And the fact that you want to de- fucking dismiss any any goddamn evidence that shows that video games can be art, dude, suck the fucking wrinkliest penis that you can see. Uh, just, ah, put it all up in and around your mouth because I'm telling you, it, it, it's 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 fucking ignorant and narrative narrative is it's not it's, it's not the visual side of it it's the narrative I'm sorry Katie please tell me what you're trying no, to say it's and the whole thing is the whole thing about art if it wasn't for any of the fucking video games I played as a child Sonic the Hedgehog I started drawing Sonic when I was like a little fucking kid I drew Pokemon all the fucking time I'm a fucking artist I Photoshop people for another part of you know what I do for a living. And that requires a lot of me having to go through and draw a whole bunch of things and really look and kind of take from here and there and all that kind of stuff. If it wasn't for video games, I would not be doing any of the shit that I am doing right now. Mm, yeah. Would not. I would not have been inspired to draw anything and realize, hey, I'm really good at, you know, realizing this kind of perspective and moving this over to here and doing this and kind of throwing my own spin on it. And I'm really good at this. I would have never figured that shit out. And, Ever. and maybe this is kind of off the rails of our topic, but see, that only that only expels the power of what a narrative can do because films have done it too. And maybe they've done it in something so contrived as merchandise or uh, offshoot or OVAs or what have you. But narratives can, in a video game that have evolved so point and have the advantage of interaction it, it only do so much more. And when the two work together so beautifully – Something like this is born and it's done and it's just done yeah. so goddamn well. I mean, do you see where I'm coming from, Andrew? Oh, yeah. I really well, want to hear your opinion. Oh, yeah. on it. Well, okay. Well, the thing of it is, though, you have to understand that, like, we're still in this medium, we're kind of in our infancy still. I mean, it's been a good 30 years or so for video games, but, you know, were films really respected 30 years after its inception? I mean, not really. It, it took no. a good fifty years for films, especially to be with like slapstick comedy being all yeah. the rage, like during yeah, its oh, yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, like silent films, things like that. And yeah, they were never taken really serious or taken as forms of art until you know, well, fifty years into its you know, creation. 
and 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 we are getting there i mean it's taking it's slow and and, you know we probably want you know we want respect now we want it to be recognized now but it's going to take time but it is getting there and and, you know and and point in case um uh, a game coming out la noir was actually selected as a uh it was an official selection at the Tribeca Film Festival. It's the first time a video game's ever been recognized for for that. So that's amazing. For, some, for wow. something like that to happen, that's we're well on our way. It's just it's going to take some time. But I mean, it's it, exactly how you said it. Like games nowadays, it's not just that linear experience, but you can also get a great story and great depth out of a linear story. But oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's almost like you can get both now, which is is we're so spoiled when it comes to that. Because we can tell our own story and have it be impactful, and, and you know, and the narrative that we create can be just as important to us as any other story that's been ever been told. But you're also getting stories and experiences now that are told from a linear, you know. I mean, it's not like a you get to choose where you're going to go or you get to choose what happens. But that story and that narrative is so amazing that you know it is being recognized as as just as good as film or you know uh, music or, or books or anything like that. You know, I, I personally think we're well on our way. It's just it's going to take a little bit of time, and I think eventually these this, this older generation, you know, this whole old guard, that's eventually going to go away. It's just going to take some time. I mean, that he's from an older generation. He's from the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's just having a hard time to you know grasp new technology and new ways to experience a story. Um, you know, but people in our generation, our age, they get it. They understand it. Yeah, and, and it's just going to take time for everyone to kind of you know get on board. And if they don't. You'll get left behind, and that's that's really all there is to it. It's kind of just how it is with technology. I mean, even with tattoos, older people they hate tattoos. Oh, it's so disrespectful, and you know, it's not professional, and blah blah blah. Eventually, that's going to go away. Oh yeah, it It, just has to do with it. Yeah, this just has to do with the generation. He's just not going to accept that. But I will say personally, I have taken more out of video games than I've ever taken from any kind of film ever. I, I, I can, you know, I can definitely agree with that here. And, you know, here's just a counterpoint to that. I completely recognize that argument, Andrew. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, you know, when films were first introduced, that was something that was a brand new medium. Video games are done in a sense, and I want to say they're much more than that, but they're, it's already using technology or, or give it, it's presented in a way that's somewhat familiar to us. Uh, I think we're kind of desensitized to, to the point of acceptance. I think we should be much more accepting of it, you know, a, li- a little bit quicker, you know. Yeah. So that's just my thing. So just to go ahead and confirm from here, uh, I, you know, as far as, you know, what we can really talk about, the, you know, the narrative, I mean, I would have to say as far, you know, and I know I shoehorn this every time, but. A character I've probably grown the most attached to, of course, you know, everybody saw this coming, Ryo Hazuki from Shenmue. You know, it's something that, and, and I've talked about it several times, so I'm not really yeah. going to trudge along the podcast before that. But there are several times, or even then, like, Katie made an excellent example, Star Fox 64. They're, just that team dynamic of getting to know Team Star Fox with the Nintendo 64 and the voice mm-hmm. acting and everything involved, especially at that, it, it you know, at that soon uh, within our generation as far as what we were capable of. That that is just, man, it, it's it's engrossing. It's fucking amazing. That's so, why I got that shit tattooed. Seriously, <laughs> that's it was a fantastic game, and I love the shit out of it. So where do you think that we can evolve? Like, I think L.A. Noir at this point, and like, yeah. I didn't get the chance to have hands on, but like from what I've seen, uh, beyond the visual, just 
the interaction of being right there and seeing something going beyond something and having that point of interaction and applying what would you do in this situation and having less and less restrictions, that's only going to push a narrative. And if the narrative is contextually responsive to it, dude, like I'll grow three dicks. I'll have Dick Hydra. Like mm-hmm. contextually, <laughs> contextual, Hydra dick. yeah, dude, like, <laughs> like a, a contextual <laughs> response to what happens in the story based on your actions that goes beyond any kind of restrictions. Oh man. Well, what about heavy rain? Well, heavy rain is slightly limited. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of heavy rains, honestly, is even then like the non-moral choices that you make in heavy rain really have no weight. And that's really? that's a one thing about heavy rain. Like you can choose to do like, and granted, these are awesome. Like these are little points in the story, but they're they're little details that are left out of a book or a story. So, for example, I mean, I I could I have made an admission a, a almost every point that there's a bathroom available. I don't even I will take a leak in it, and then I will flush and shut the toilet seat down. And I could choose whether or not I leave the toilet seat up, whether or not I leave the toilet seat down, whether or not I wash my hands, but. You know that, and and at the end of the day, none of that affects whether or not Ethan Mars will find his son or who the origami killer is. So I never played it. I just knew it was like, oh, you can choose this or you can choose this, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want then. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, it's yeah, more but, li- like. Oh no, go ahead. No, I mean it. It really just established itself as an interactive media. But I mean, you do get a lot of choices. Like you know, I don't want to spoil the game, but there there is this one moment. There is this one moment where you have to complete one of the trials to get your son ever so closer to saving your son from the origami killer. And between and one of the trials, you know, it's already been two years, almost two years since the game's been released, is you, using a tool to cut your own finger off. And you have five Yeah, I and, saw that. And the fact that you're in this fucking, like, sh- shady apartment and you've got scissors, a saw, fucking, like, scissors, an axe... And you and you have the the opportunity to either brutally cut off your finger and lose a lot of blood and like make the game harder for you, or like you know fucking heat up a, a crowbar and then use it to like cauterize your wound and then bandage it. There, these little details like only add to like the sensation of immersion, but don't necessarily like you can use it to enhance the the narrative, but yeah. like you know that that's an evolution that I want to involve with the narrative. I want the narrative to be much more contextually responsive than it's been with that. Yeah. I want, I, you know what I mean? That's how I feel the narrative can evolve. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, when you say something like that, like, you know, where do we go from here? How do we evolve, you know, narrative in, in video games or how do you evolve that to where it's more respected? Um, you know, I think LA noir is doing that because, um, you know, we had talked about briefly at PAX. I, I, I feel that LA noir it's not going for a mature rating. It's going for a mature audience. I think there is a difference between both. And and I think mm-hmm. for us to evolve the medium and to have more respect, the game developers and, and, and the game itself has to respect its, its, its viewer has to respect the player. And, and, you know, when we're in a generation of like Duke Nukem and, and games just going over the top, just for the sake of it, like you can't really, it makes our genre look childish and immature. And you know, uh, you know, nothing but Call of Duties, where the storylines, yeah, utterly, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, um, you know, LA. Because that's basically all that's coming out now, too. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, really and, obnoxious. Yeah, and LA Noir really does respect its audience because it will show very graphic violence and and full frontal nudity 
Oh, yeah, dude, not, you saw, like, battered vulva. Yeah, and it's not one of those things where you'll just chuckle and be like, ha, 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 she's naked. Like, it's gory, it's gruesome, and it's what you would really react to if you... Yeah, it's, it is reality, and this is how you would react. And, and they respect that. They don't pull any punches. They don't try to hide you from this or try to, you know, make you assume it's something else to, like, you know, save your... You know what I mean? Like, they, they respect you. They know you're an adult. You can handle it. And it's not doing it to, you know, for Snickers or for really cheap laughs. They're doing it, you know, to not even shock you. It's not like a shock porn kind of thing. Like, like it's not like Saw or Hostel. Yeah, or it's not. Like that. Right. It's nothing it's like just, torture porn. Yeah. No, it, it's really just, hey, like, this is a brutal experience. You have to solve this crime. And, and that's the thing. It respects you enough to take it very seriously. And, and, and they don't really hide you from the truth of, of, you know, this is a gory scene. It's a brutal murder. Like, you know, try to find... If you were to go see a movie, this is what you would see kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so, and I think that's, that's how we have to evolve, you know, narratives in video games is, you know, when the developer has respect for the player, the player in turn will respect them, and also they'll respect the genre. And I think that'll just come with with everyone else. I mean, it, it takes some time, yeah. like I said, but we're, we're definitely getting there. Well, I think what we want to end off on premieres, you know, me and you went into it, Andrew. Katie, how do you feel that narr- like the narrative in a video game can evolve? It's, I pretty much have to agree with everything Andrew said. It's it's going to just, we have to respect the developers, they have to respect us, mm-hmm. take it seriously, as opposed to, yeah, let's just make another Call of Duty or Halo, and well, uh, yeah, whatever. Because that's, mm-hmm. I, I feel like gaming is just kind of getting stagnant, and we really need to just kind of branch out and do more with it, and this is an excellent way of doing that. It's, I'm tired of seeing Call of Duty, I'm tired of seeing, you know, Gears of War, and Halo, and da 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 I want more interactive to be fair gears of war and halo do have awesome narratives they do but they're not they yeah do, but they're not they're not never... appreciated for that i know yeah. yeah yeah that's i'm not saying they're awful games i'm just saying like if i'm looking for more something that's interactive or something i know that, there are people yeah. that just pop that game in directly to the multiplayer yeah it's, exactly and that's all that it is it's just multiplayer nobody appreciates it for the story mode so i'm not going to count it as that you know but you definitely need more substantial of a story i mean gears and halo seem kind of ridiculous but i mean so does star wars like no one goes back and says man star wars had an amazing story you know what i mean so like we're still kind of arguing whether or not star wars is a sci-fi or a fantasy genre that's yeah it's both it's a great debate (laughs) (laughs) it's both i don't even care that'll be for the next podcast yeah so well (laughs) speaking of the next podcast i think which is about time to fucking go ahead and end this one what do you guys say yeah let's sure Alrighty, so you have just finished listening to episode 39 of Press Five Radio. Another hectic fucking episode. Um, I got to apologize. Yeah, it's a long one, but... <laughs> yeah, we were talking about, oh, yeah, this is going to be like a short episode. Don't worry, yeah, guys. Yeah, it never happens. Oh, you my know, God. You really <laughs> yourself when you say that, George. You really do. I know. I really it's gonna thought be like this was going to be a short one. Nope. I really no. thought this was going to be a short one. Even with a smaller cast, it never happens. God damn it. <laughs> well, with me, I was just sitting here like, I don't know what game you're talking about. I've never played it. I'm just going to listen. This is cool. Okay. <laughs> Portal? Okay. Castlevania? Okay. Oh, man. You, you got to play it. Castlevania is on Xbox. Oh, no. I have a whole bunch of stuff I need to play, and I know that. It's just like I get so busy, and Pokemon's oh, on the fun. go. And like, dude, I could just play this at work on lunch and not have to fucking worry about it. Yeah. 
True. But thank you again, Katie. And everybody, Katie, you'll be seeing, you'll be hearing her on the shows more often because she is now a member of Press Pause Radio for better or worse. I'll sound more awake next time. (laughs) If I regret it, you just won't ever hear from me again. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm not that bad. Come on. Fucking tentacle. God. Anyway. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, All right. So anyway, if you want to reach Press Posh Radio, or if you want to go ahead and contact us anyway, as I mentioned, we have all of our outlets, including our voicemail at 209-566-0190, PressPoshRadio at gmail.com, and Press Posh Radio available at 1UP, Facebook, Destructoid, Twitter, and our website, as well as our forums. Also, just to confirm that you can reach us at iTunes and Zoom to listen to our episodes if you don't want to listen from the website, and you can even review us or subscribe so it can help us get more listeners like yourself. And also, we just want to let you know that we've got our new shirts available for sale as far as one for pre-order, another one that goes towards the relief uh, involved with the crisis going on of the recovery of the Japanese tsunami and earthquake tragedy. Uh, again, $20, and you get to basically contribute to efforts that are noble, and in doing so, you get a shirt that exemplifies a message showing your commitment, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, just to confirm as well, you can Sarah's not on the show, so... Uh, we'll just have to mention that you can find Bullet Heaven exclusive to Press Pause Radio and new mm-hmm. episodes coming out with Bullet Heaven, and that's going to be fucking awesome. And Andrew, yes. please, please tell them about what they can find for only a dollar ninety nine. Only a dollar ninety nine. You could scrounge around in your couch cushions and find enough to buy the best app on the Android devices right now, which is the Press Pause Radio official app. Uh, we have all of our episodes. You have contact to us directly via our email, our website. Uh, you can access our Twitter, our Facebook feeds. It's absolutely amazing, and it has all of our episodes. It's archived there for you. It's ready to go in your hand. Um, if you want to listen to every single episode from beginning to end, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think your head would probably explode from the amazingness that is our podcast. But if you want to try it, it's right there in your hand. It's only $1.99. I mean, $2 is actually asking. That, that, really, we should ask you for about 20 or $30 for this great, great deal. <laughs> But we're only going to make you pay the low, low $1.99. Oh, those so, son of a yeah, bitches. Ballscast left... Like- uh, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Ballscast left us a fucking voicemail. Those bastards. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a war. Now, now it's officially a war. No, you don't know no, what no. you know what The next done. episode, fuck this shit. Too yeah. long. Too long. We're going to... Oh, okay. dude, I'm going to be looking forward to playing that. All right, but... um. Yeah. Oh, man. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, okay, so you can get... <laughs> I can't wait. Can't wait to hear it. You get oh, the Android no. app for only a dollar ninety nine. We are working again to get it back on the Apple market, so please fucking bear with us. And if you're an Apple fan, you've been wanting a press pause radio app. You're gonna fucking get it. Shirts are available. Much more to be talked about. Thank you again for spending another two hours of your fucking miserable life listening to us because we like your miserable life. Thank you for joining in on some of our miserable lives, and let's continue living miserably for video games and one and all. And by Woo! the way. The BGM bit that I have chosen is the overall overarching theme of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, also transitioning into the overall theme of Castlevania Lord of Shadow, because I could not fucking choose between the two. The score is fucking so well done. So you get a little bit of a treat. Also, the fact that I can't fucking make a decision to save my life. (laughs) That's all. Good job. Good job, Georgie. All right. So this is Georgie Boy's Axe. And it's toast. And Katie. Squid. Squid, Katie, whatever the fuck you want to call me, I don't really care. It's it. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Good night.